This week on the BAMPcast, Cherry Progressive Listen, Mandelbrot Set is in Motion, Echo Choir has been breached. What star? We're in. All right, welcome to the BAMPcast. Hey, BAMPcast. BAMPcast, episode 307. Uh, Nintendo. Yep, no. No. I am Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMPcast is, just in case you're joining us for the first time, we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half. Then we rate them. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks and robot jocks. Yes, yeah, robot jocks. Yeah. we like robot jocks. But the bad, bad movies, as in stay away, they get a negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. Oh, disgusting. Boo. Don't like it. Get it out of here. Um, yeah. We're, <laughs> the, the, the training wheels are off. 1990's gone. We don't know what to do. So we did a very <laughs> modern movie. One that was released, like, recently. Like in the last six months, months, I think. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. American Ultra. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a movie, and we watched it. <laughs> Here's a plot summary. It is. All right. A stoner, who is in fact a government agent, is marked as a liability and targeted for extermination, but he's too well-trained and too high for them to handle. <laughs> yeah, right uh, away. My favorite Black Crow song. No one understands <laughs> this movie. Yeah. You can tell, right? That some studio exec was like, I don't know, he's high and he does stuff. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, this movie has uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Right. And some other people in it. Um, Jesse Eisenberg as um, Jesse Michael Sarah. Oh. <laughs> I think oh, they're the man. same person, really. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Difficult anyway. to, uh, but it's also got Walton Goggins in it. Yes, yeah. yeah. it does. It has Connie Britton and Walton Goggins and Bill Topher Pullman. Grace, Topher Grace, mm-hmm. and Bill, uh, Pullman. Bill Pullman. Yeah, President of the United States and John Leguizamo. Yes. Yeah. Believe me, yeah. Which, that, that reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Boy, wait till we explain Whoa. that. <laughs> I have never said so, yes, John. I will say I will say my first note when he showed up is oh in all caps. Oh no, John Leguizamo is in this. Yep. Has all right, so I know he was in um the fucking happening, but what else has he been in that we've done? Uh, did he didn't he wasn't he uh, he was a bad guy in He was some, in that Steve James movie. That Steve watched. James movie, yeah, street, he was the bad guy. Street justice, street hustler, street, street hunter. Street hunter. Strunter. Yeah. yeah. He's he's in Super Mario Brothers. Well oh that's right, yeah. yeah. I did try to take that one out of my head. He was in Summer of My Sam uh, Summer of Sam, my least favorite movie of all time. That's a long ass movie. It's a terrible movie. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't I, like I, I, didn't I, didn't, do that I wasn't looking for his whole photography. He was in the pest. Yes, the things we've watched. I, oh. was, I was limiting the things that we watched. Uh, so he's officially the John, you know, Bath Castle and John Leguizamo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been in at least right. three of our movies. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, the movie. I don't know. There's a thing. <laughs> things happen. <laughs> All right. We don't well, even I guess know. We, rated we don't know how to approach a modern movie anymore. Yeah. No. Like we go on IMDb and there's actually information on it. It's weird. There's we could poster. be prepared if we wanted to be. Wikipedia has <laughs> oh, entries. I, I mean, I guess it means some something to some people. Uh, Max Max Landis wrote this movie. Yeah, he's he's becoming a name, sort of. Sure, kind of. He's, he's kind of in some some heat right now, but yeah. What did he get heat for? He's he Jimmy. was he was the first one to say that Ray is a Mary Sue in Star Wars. Oh, so yeah. he kind of started that whole thing, which is complete bullshit because we don't even need to explain okay. it. He's an idiot. It's complete right, bullshit. I got it. I think he immediately regretted saying that, but it's just caused a shitstorm. Well, yeah, and it's also one of those things you don't even know if it, for sure if it was a joke or not. Sure, absolutely. You right. Know, but it's Twitter, so. <clears throat> yeah. 
hundred percent serious for like you know time. movie purposes. He's a co-writer on Chronicle. Um, he wrote that um, wrestling isn't wrestling, wrestling isn't wrestling thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. Some, some things. Son of he's John a, Landis. Yeah, he's a person, a guy. Yeah, he's a person who wrote a movie. <laughs> yeah, he's a name that people, some people recognize. Yeah. So. yeah. But yes, and this is the first time I think he's like singularly written written a movie. I believe, okay, like, without being co writer. Yeah, yeah, and the director of Project X made a movie. Okay, for better or worse, right? The Depending monkey your... movie? <laughs> no. Yes, yes. No, the the giant party movie. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Yeah. So with that all out of the way, <laughs> it's the same title. I know. <laughs> yeah, the likelihood of the two, Chuck. You can see the court. Never mind. So, yeah, the movie starts like at the end of the movie, more or less. It's one of those where Jesse uh-huh. Eisenberg's in jail under arrest. He's being nervous. And then it's like, hey, let's show you the whole movie in reverse really quickly. You know, as he's like trying to figure out where to start, mm-hmm. kind of like we are. How yeah. do we start talking about this movie? So you see a very quick flash. And then it's like, it's kind of, it's mostly like him voiceovering, like, isn't it? Just like, yes. Like, hey, it's me. This is the situation. I live with this girl. She's awesome. I'm terrible. I fuck mm-hmm. up all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, and they very quickly establish in every possible way that he's just a complete fuck up. Yeah. He's the worst possible stoner type. Yeah. Yeah, he he seems incapable of doing anything properly. Yeah. Because they're, they're supposed to go to Hawaii. Like, he's decided he's going to propose to her and he's going to make it a big deal. And the way he's going to do that is they're going to go to Hawaii because they never go anywhere. You mm-hmm. know, they never leave town or do anything. And then he has a panic attack at the at the airport Mm -hmm. and as he says he fucked it all up big time and so they can't go on the flight and she is as most women would be like utterly pissed like and doing like not even doing the yelling at him thing just the i'm not even going to look at you or speak to you thing which is always worse oh yeah always worse but yeah she she does all that and he tries to make her an omelet and then forgets that he left it on the stove, so it burns, and well, she hurts herself, and because he's looking at the ring, and he's trying to figure out the best time to you, propose to her. And, yeah, I mean, you're flying through. They the also first got pulled over. Um, Fifteen minutes of yeah. this movie. Well, yeah, it's because the fr- fly through. It's just also, the first twenty minutes is not good. It it's not good for us. Well, I mean, yeah, it's. it's I mean, it's, it's it's not bad. I mean, it's just no, it's just establishing. Yeah, it which establishes, is, I think, a lot more than it needs to of establishing. Yeah, well, and it's. Yeah. It's just their relationship. It's just he's a fuck up and she's kind of slightly less of a fuck up, but not exactly, you know, yeah, well, a they, princess or anything. Yeah. To me, what happens is they present him as so unlikable and incompetent that it's just like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, yeah. like why would anyone be with this person? Right. Which obviously the rest of the movie's going to explain. But in the moment, you're like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But the important things to the plot, um, they get pulled over on their way back from the airport cop is like you know it's a small town so the cops are asking him like oh i guess we're gonna have you in jail again mm-hmm. you know why don't you yeah. just leave a toothbrush at the lockup kind of thing. they establish that he's, that he's got a long you know, time of being yeah, hauled in the jail a rap sheet also things like you know movie wise not plot wise uh, like the very some of the very first shots of them in their apartment you know when they were doing the voiceover even before they get to the point of like we're going to hawaii it's like you know they're establishing that they're stoners but it's like it's all cg smoke yeah. and it's like I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> Maybe they just were having a hard time capturing the the. I, yeah. Who knows? Well, it's some weird. Whatever. Just yeah, won't yeah. put any kind of smoke in their body either. So. Even that herbal stuff. But yeah. they are. Use, but like, they are sort thing. of smoking other things later, and I don't yeah. know. It's just weird. Maybe just 
can't get a good vape on film. <laughs> oh, you can, Chuck. I don't know. I was saying, like, it's it's immediately kind of off-putting. You're like, oh, is it going to be one of these kind of movies where, like, not, you know, let's just CG everything because it's easier? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, know. and it kind of is. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. A lot of it is. But, um, uh, but it's also weird because it feels like there's nobody else in this town aside from the sheriff. Because well, there's one scene where there's a car that's wrecked into a tree, mm-hmm. and you kind of see some people off in the distance, and he has this whole metaphor where, you know, he feels like he's holding her back, so he's the tree, and this this car has been having its wonderful life, and then it hit the tree, and now it's stuck there. Yeah. But and, yeah, I mean, like, he works at a convenience store that apparently no one ever comes to. Like, why this place is open, I have no idea. Yeah, now, well, obviously, especially in, later in the movie, you find out that they've got a, like, mega... Yeah, you know, nice grocery store. Like, That's why nobody goes to right. the to the yeah to the small grocery Which, store. Of course, according to the trivia, it was supposed to be a Walmart, and sure. Walmart was like, nah, "Nah, your ultraviolet drug movie, no, nah. let's not." I, I I bet they changed that from the Walmart before Walmart said anything. Well, except you, you I, can't I, do I think that. it's a it's also a little mild statement. I'm sure they were trying to make like showing the fact of how dead his you know obviously mm-hmm. mom and pop grocery store is. And, yeah. You know, but, but also, it's like the only thing he could possibly do. Like, if he had yeah. to deal with more than one person every two hours, he would lose his shit. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just he's useless. He's he's good for standing in an abandoned store yeah. and collecting a paycheck. That's and drawing comics. He draws comics. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He does some work at the store. Yeah. He sweeps yeah. stocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But he has he's drawing comics and um, I calls her because like he comes up with a good idea. He's drawing Apollo ape. Mm-hmm. He's a space monkey who goes on adventures according to him mm-hmm. yeah and she loves it about him and you know it's like oh you should like you know write it down and like you know doing the, the typical i have a loser boyfriend like maybe i should encourage you to do something <laughs> <Yeah>. something <laughs> to stop being a loser right and he's like no nah, i just, yeah, just, I, I, just I, I remember it i, I just talk like about it. it yeah just like mm-hmm. it for me and i think that's what i think that's when they have their like sit on the car and you know talk yeah. about the crashed car thing and metaphors mm-hmm. yeah yeah and eventually there's a shot of him throwing trash into a dumpster that zooms out to a satellite view, which then zooms to the CIA headquarters in Langley, Virginia. Mm-hmm. In case it moved. Is that where that mm-hmm. is? Langley? Yeah. Yeah. They, they established you, it a couple times. Yeah, just so, in case like you're like, did they move it mid-scene? Nope, it's still, it's uh, still, still Langley. Langley. They still haven't there. moved it in the last, since movies started going to nah. the CIA in Langley, Virginia. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate that when they zoom into Langley, and the CIA headquarters that it's just a shitty office building. Mm-hmm. Like it is not some high tech, awesome thing that you see in 24 and any yeah. spy thing. It is just a piece of shit office building. It's, it's a bunch of fucking middle managers, yeah. you know, and, and yeah, it's just, just cubicles pe- and shit. Yeah. Shitty offices, hallways with nothing mm-hmm. on them. Bad fluorescent lighting. Yeah. I just, I appreciated that. Yeah. And this is where they established that Connie Britton is, knows something about him has mm-hmm. been keeping an eye on him. Because she's watching him through the video, and then she gets a decrypted, an encrypted call. Yeah. Well, she's, chatting, this, she's this... chatting with Tony Hale, who's also oh, yeah. I forgot to mention him. Yeah. Oh and yeah. That's when From... like that's when her desk starts ringing. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Buster bo- Blues. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he just comes in, like, like, "Hey, you, you know," and she's like, "Yeah, get out of here, you." Yeah. But then the phone <laughs> in the desk starts ringing, which is inside the drawer, and they both like get wide eyed and are like, "What the fuck?" Because it's not her regular phone. It's, it's this no. dead drawer phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She has to put a code in just to open the drawer to answer the phone. Yep. And it's. It's a robot voice, you know, telling her that basically like, hey, your old asset is about to be targeted. Just thought you should know. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Laters. And Tony Hale's like, you know, don't know where you got to, Mr. Robot. I got to (laughs) go. Yeah. But she's not having that. Yeah. So she goes to the office of 
Topher Grace, who is Topher Grace. He's as she goes usual. to the shitty CIA conference room. Yeah, yeah. Topher Grace, where he's presenting whatever, and she just barges in, and mm-hmm. he's just being shitty. And uh, he does his. He does. He's so good at this. He's just oh. tophering it up all over the place. Yeah, it's like we don't even need to describe it because you're just like, yeah, it's Topher Grace. You've turned seen up, Topher Grace, turned right? Up. He, <laughs> he's got the dial, and it's turned all the way up to Topher Grace. Yes. So, so you are know. you are you basing that on movies or? What? Because like I never felt like you said he's always a douche. He's and always I never kind of felt a like he's necessarily a douche in that '70s show, which is what I know him from more than anything else. Because I watched far too much of that. Um, I've seen it like once or twice. Yeah. Okay, so, so, okay, so you're know from that show every, seems like a douche. Yeah. Everything else, <laughs> yeah. Okay, every movie role he's in, yeah. Okay, he's cocky douche. Mm-hmm. Got it. Cocky unearned, unearned cocky douche. Entitled <laughs> douche. Much. Yes, yeah. pretty much. Spider Man yeah. Three. Yeah, well, it, everything. So, but anyway, he's he's like she she tells him she's like, "What the fuck, man? What's going on?" He's like, "Well, listen, like we're done here. Like, like this, we're shutting it down. We got to get rid of this guy. He tried to leave town." She's like, "Well, he didn't. He didn't get out of town." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, no, we gotta. It's gotta happen." The- and and you know, and then he pulls rank, and he's basically she's like, "You know, you got hired because somebody went on leave. <laughs> you know, you got promoted." She's like trying to. Dress him down. And he's like, nah, fuck you. I'm higher than you and you can leave now. He makes dog references to her and really dresses her down. And, yeah. But uh, they really rush through the motivation of this. Like, almost to the film's detriment. Well, of- yeah, it's like he he wants to get rid of this asset because he's Topher Grace and he's a dick. Yeah. But, like, that, that is pretty much the motivation. Didn't he take her job? He's taken her job. They might have both been up for the same job. Mm-hmm. I well, she wait. Okay, so the way so it's Buster established Bluth, later, Buster Blue says you're not in the big office anymore. Yeah, so she's been demoted. Okay, and I think he took her job mm-hmm. in lieu of nobody. She, I, well, he's, I think my, he took Bill Pillman's job. I, I, yeah. I think that was the idea. Yeah, because Pull- yeah, because we've had a glimpse of Bill Pullman in yeah. the very first scene. Right, is he's watching the interrogation from behind the two-way glass. Yeah, and we're like, oh, the president, and then. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but no, something has happened. My to understanding where they were, is yeah. the way she's, she's been demoted. I mean, who who held yeah. what rank maybe, or whatever? Maybe whatever, he but. jumped above her and he something. wants to yeah. wants yeah. to shit on Either her. Either way, the way it's established yeah. later on whatever. is there are two competing programs, and he's in charge of the one that won. Mm-hmm. Right. Is is the way it seems to be? Yeah, it's wise man, wise man. Well, he's in charge, guy? so is, his is program won. Wasn't it? Why was it wise man and tough guy? Is that yeah, the two different so, people? Yeah, and yeah, and Jesse Eisenberg. Well, I mean, we're about to find out. He's he's mm-hmm. the last remaining asset of the of the, the wise man program. Yeah, about to find out. <laughs> but so <laughs> so it, it's like he's like, well, it's happening today. So fuck you, Connie Britton. Yep. Have a nice day. Mm-hmm. And then cut to Jesse Eisenberg leaving early and being real cagey about where he's going to Kristen Stewart and pulls up to a strip club, and then this bitchin' van. Pulls up next to him. It's like a monster energy can of a van. Yeah. Kind of. But like or a, actually more like that, like like Venom, like the knockoff, yeah. like even more mm-hmm. no- obnoxious shit. Yeah. But like a T-Rex has clawed it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got like just straight, just rips in it from stuff. Yeah. And uh, out comes John Leguizamo. Yeah. And our first reaction was, oh, oh no, John Leguizamo. Fucking hell no. <laughs> <laughs> but however yeah he's so good yeah he is exactly the, what you need yeah we get the john leguizamo we want mm-hmm. and the john leguizamo we deserve 
Yeah. Not the one that we've been getting. After like 300 John Leguizamo movies, he finally made me want more of him in a movie. I know. Like, please put more John Leguizamo in this movie. He's he's good. Um, yeah. And <laughs> he basically, he's, he's like telling him, he's like, oh, man, you're going to, you're, you're going to. You're gonna propose. You're being all romantic and shit, you know. And he's just—he's like really excited about it, but also like can't express himself properly. Right. Yeah. But the reason he's there is. Oh, I love that. Like he's, he's not. Like, his... He's like make you know. He's like open up the back of his van. He's like make sure your trunk's open because he's looking around yeah. like yeah. we got to make this handoff as fast as possible. Yeah, we got to do this. And it's a massive crate of fireworks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and he, I think the words are, he's like, this shit's more illegal than the stuff you usually get. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this will make the best wedding proposal thanks yeah, yeah. and then like was almost like you want to go inside to the strip club and drop acid he's like it's eight fifteen in the morning <laughs> like, yeah he's like i'm good <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so he goes to work and is just sitting there at work mm-hmm. and connie Britton shows up yes I think, I, I think like Connie doesn't Britain. she come in like right after like the only other people we've ever seen in the store like there's two people checking out and she's like right directly behind yeah, them, like, two old people are like oh, thanks guy yeah. bye mm-hmm. and then thanks, yeah bye. she's also in there I'm, I'm surprised his head didn't explode with all the business that was happening yeah. but yeah he's just looking at her and you know she's trying to he's she's trying to buy a couple noodles and a like a and a milk, milk. yeah <laughs> right yeah and then she yeah she says what bj said in the intro which i'm assuming you probably still have pulled up Oh no! I'm, I yeah, navigated away. Yeah, long gone. Uh, I, there was something about the Mandelbrot sets, and you know there was yeah, all just, code words. You know, it sounds like words. gibberish, and she keeps saying it like slower. And they do the whole like focus in on the lips, mm-hmm. you know, make a clear enunciation. And his eyes are looking at her. He's like, "Lady, there's something wrong yeah. with you. You're gonna have to leave. <laughs> You're freaking me out." Yeah, and, and and they time it well because it's like, "Oh, it worked." Yeah, and he's like, mm, "What?" <laughs> like he's trying not yeah. to laugh. Yeah. yeah. Cherry Progressive, listen. Mandelbrot set is in motion. Echo Choir has been breached. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she says that about four times. Like is that a lyric time. from something? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't know what that is, but you have to go. <laughs> you have to leave the store. Mm-hmm. I have to close the store. And she's like, oh, fine. Well, she goes, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I tried. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. You want Later. noodles? <laughs> Yeah. So, so then he ends up cooking her noodles. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just like, wow, that, that these look good. <laughs> so and I'll have I, these. I guess his idea was like, I'm gonna, you know, well, he doesn't microwave me, like pours the coffee carafe of hot mm-hmm. water into yeah, him, and yeah. like is walking outside. No, he's he's looking out while oh, he's doing right. it. He yeah. looks outside and he just sees like a head <laughs> pop up behind his car and then pop, and then pop back yeah. down. He's like, what? It's comical the way, yeah, the way it it's it's the way it plays on screen is great. And so he walks out. and He's like. Hey, hey what do you, stop messing with my car. Stop messing with my car. And then those two guys just start coming at him. And then flip knives. Yeah. <laughs> like in mid stride. He's just like, what? What? Yeah. yeah. And then like, okay, switch flips. And yeah. then. Yeah. yeah. Zoom in on the eye. People dilates. Right. And yep. he, he throws the, the hot cup of noodles into one guy's face. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what starts the whole thing. And stabs the other guy with the spoon that was in the cup of noodles. Yeah. In the throat. In yeah. the throat. Neck. And then that grabs base, the gun yeah. from the other guy just go, and promptly boom. shoots them both in the head. Yep. Yeah. It's all over in like a matter of like five seconds. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a total Jason Bourne, yeah. you know, get up off the bench moment where he's like, wait, what? Yeah. Because <laughs> he doesn't like, even realize that like he doesn't even know why he just destroyed these two guys. Yeah. Then he drops the gun and calls his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and the quote and he goes, he goes, I just killed two people. She goes. Huh, that's awesome. <laughs> he goes, they had guns and knives and they were being total dicks. 
Yeah. Yeah, and she's just not buying it. He's like, no, no, really, like, these two dudes are dead. You need to come over you here now. You need to come here now and fix this. Yeah. <laughs> so she's have? like, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, she comes over, and f- they freak out, and now, like, we cu- basically cut back to, um, we-, we see Topher Grace and company, and, like, he's now officially freaking out because there's a guy in a van, like, radioing in, like, yeah, our two assets are dead, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, how, why? He didn't even know we were coming. He's like, he had a spoon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, just, you know. So basically, he's, you know, he told for Grace as you would expect him to escalate, like go from quiet operation to like get me everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, want him and, dead. Yeah, and he and the police have just shown up to arrest Jesse Eisenberg, right? Yeah, and Kristen Stewart, right? So they're, you know, it's the sheriff from before who's like, listen, you know, this is not some, you know, this is not small potatoes anymore. This yeah, you finally went and murdered. People. Yeah, this isn't drug stuff. You, you two dudes are dead. Yeah, you know. You don't walk away from this. Yeah. So they go to jail and like while they're in the cell, she's talking to him like, you know, you know, tell me what happened. And he's, there was a lady and he's like, yeah. And like, what did the lady say to you? And I, was, I don't know. It's some words and things. She's like, we are in fucking jail. Mm-hmm. You need to tell me exactly what happened. And then he throws the words out. Well, yeah, he knows he he repeats it exactly yeah. he says i know everything that's happened in the last 94 minutes mm-hmm. i don't even know why i know <laughs> that it's 94 minutes since that happened right um but then outside two more of the dudes have shown up well mm-hmm. the first well we see like topher grace is like get me it was like laffer and it was laffer and somebody it was like steed or it was something mm-hmm. like one of those kinds of things. lady yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically I mean, it should have like some kind of like you know animal-esque style name yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then the power goes out uh-huh they cut the power. Yeah, and they get the, and they get you know the backup power, mm-hmm. and that's when the first the the lady just yanks out a machine gun and just kicks through the front door. She terminators the yeah the police terminators station. the first few guys, <laughs> yeah. and then just has like the world's largest magazine of bullets because mm-hmm. she fires a couple hundred rounds and just kind of cuts the building in half. Yep, and everybody you know everybody's died under desks and a couple you know, cops are the guys you know, are, yeah filling up with bullets and stuff and yeah um so one one cop has taken the two of them back to a holding cell like okay you guys just stay here we'll mm-hmm. figure out what's happening and the other guy laffer who's walton goggins has come in and he's just gunning through that cop to shoot wh- whoever he mm-hmm. can um and then they just get into this weird fight in a confined space where, you know, Jesse Eisenberg kicks in again. Mm-hmm. Um, they fight around for a while and then he just basically breaks yeah. Walton's face. <laughs> yeah. Well, he ha- he still has one of the handcuffs on his hand. Right. Yes. And so he just kind of grabs him and uses him like brass knuckles. Yeah. And just punches him repeatedly in the mouth over and over and over yeah. again. Um, and then basically kind of locks him in the in the cell. They're mm-hmm. out. And then, and then reverts back to his idiot mo- yeah, <laughs> self. Yeah, the switch turns back off. Yeah, right. And he tells Chris Stewart, oh, we forgot the gun. <laughs> yes. Which Walton Goggins is standing right next to. He's like, oh, sweet. I'll yeah. just pick this up. Yeah, but they get out of there before he can hit them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because as they're escaping, you know, the lady Terminator has killed the one of the cops. And then the sheriff guy is you know she's shot him in the hand so he mm-hmm. can't shoot back at her and she's about to execute him yeah when she sees Kristen Stewart and Jesse Eisenberg running away right and that's when the cop has enough time to handcuff her leg 
to a chair leg. <laughs> to a chair that's not tied down to anything. Eh, no, but he's almost he dead, many so options. good for him for doing something. Sure. Uh, it's a, something. It's one of those old-school heavy metal chairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does impede yeah. her progress. But <laughs> yeah, and it is one with, like, the cross beams, so she can't just, you know, step out of right. it and walk away. So she comes after them, dragging <laughs> this chair behind yes. her. Drags it through a window frame and out the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. And there are some cool shots of her, like, blowing out the mirrors from the other side, like, like because it's mirrored glass, mm-hmm. so you'll see... You see the reflection, and then suddenly you just see her coming from behind it. And yep. Yeah. But they get outside, and they're trying to get to the car, and she's just Terminator-style chasing them, dragging this chair behind her. Mm-hmm. And she gets outside, and she pulls a grenade out and tosses it at him. And he, like, suddenly the switch flips again, and he catches it and kind of looks at it for a second, and then just tosses it back over her head. Mm-hmm. And that's when the police station fucking goes up. Yeah, it's apparently a nuclear grenade (laughs) because that place goes up. Yep. Well, they keep gasoline in all the desks Mm -hmm. just in case. Yeah, you never know when you need it. Just cups of it. Yeah. (laughs) Open cups of gasoline. They're not drinking coffee. (laughs) Since you can't smoke in police stations anymore, they can just keep the gas in open containers everywhere. Inhale the fumes. Yeah. And then, but he walks up to her and just. Like breaks her neck. Yeah, he murders like, her like, face like, just, just with a normal punch. Well, he basically like like gets her to like fall back into the chair that she's been dragging, mm-hmm. and he just kind of like somehow like, like side swipe. Chop. They don't really show it, but he just kind of like yeah side swings, and you just hear a, a good yeah. yeah yeah. It's like well, okay, she's done. Yeah. yeah yeah. They they crunch that lettuce. Good. We assume Walton Goggins is done too, because like I mean he was the, inside. The, he was the inside. Yeah. Blew up like a nuke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so they go back to his job. Yeah, and like, and he's they're just, pretty. They're kind of fucked up at this point. I mean, they're yeah, they're she, dirty and ashy and all cut up. Yeah, and and, and, and she's, a couple fights. She's officially freaking out at this point. Okay. She's like, you know, the police station just blew up, and there's no cops left. And where do we go? And he's like, well, let's just get in the car and and drive. Yeah, and we'll, we'll 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 just take my car and let's go. We'll figure out somewhere. Maybe we'll go see Rose. Rose, he'll help us. Yeah. John Leguizamo will help us. Mm-hmm. And he's like, we'll just, we'll take my car and we'll go. Yep. We'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then the car blows up. Well, well immediately. As, as they're talking in the background, you see a plastic bag just floating through the air. And then it just, it just gently touches the car. And as it does, that's when the car just goes see, up. No, even, I did not notice that <laughs> no, at all. What you oh, didn't yeah. notice was like, she's, he's talking and he's like, no, I think it'll be all right. I think it's done. I think we just took care of it. Yeah. And if you look in the wheel wells, there's a flashing red light. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, do see, notice. I didn't notice either yeah. of those things. Yeah, yeah that, the, the, right where the guys have been like, you know, yeah. uh, meerkatting there by the car. It right. was like there was flashing explosives. Yeah. You knew it was coming. I mean. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but yes, yeah, there was the most beautiful thing just, in the world. Yes, exactly. Around. You just yeah. see that flow through the air and just <laughs> ting. And then, <laughs> yeah. and then he goes, OK, we'll take your car. Yeah. He's like, oh, that would have hurt. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's. His... Oh, so that's what they were doing. That would have yeah. hurt. <laughs> yes, he does say, oh, that's what they were doing. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. But, so, so they go to John Leguizamo's house, and they're kind of like freaking out in the car. And he's like, "I, am I a robot? Like, yeah. what's happening here? Do I? I don't understand what's going on." He's like, "Why do I know everything about tanks?" Yeah, <laughs> he's talking about M1 Abrams. <laughs> I tank. can name like forty types of tanks. Yeah. yeah, it's like I don't know anything about tanks, but I know everything about tanks. <laughs> what's now, going on? We've seen like the city is doing the whole. I mean, like close encounters thing where like they're covering this all up, like bringing in FEMA things and a bunch of dudes. Because we've seen Connie Britton like wander up like she's she's in the town now. Well, we know she's in the town. She's mm-hmm. trying to get out of the town now mm-hmm. because she's like, well, whatever. I have a lost cause. And there's like a, apparently it's one of those 
they put him in this town because it's like there's one bridge that gets you in and out of here. Yeah, one of those towns. So they've like, you know, covered it up and they've got FEMA things and guys walking around the ET masks and everything. And she actually calls, uh, she calls Topher Grace, I think, first and is like, you know, what the shit? Like, why you have the whole town locked down and mm-hmm. and all this? So he's mm-hmm. just like, you know, of course they he threatens again and everything and she hangs all, up on all, all that stuff. So like he does give a good Topher Grace when she hangs up. Oh on yeah, him. it's like right. you. Did you just hang up on me? Right. I can't believe you just hung up on me. He's yeah. just saying it to her, even though she's well, not. Well, he's there. also talking to her in a helicopter, like on, right, because he's on, like he's on the way right. to get to the base. Right. Yeah, you know, like he's actually coming to the town to oversee this now. So yeah. like you know they're doing this whole cover up style thing. So the the good juxtaposition is that we see they now show up at, at John Leguizamo's house and he he rolls up on him like pulls a shotgun on him he's got in like a hazmat yeah, suit he's, well, he's just got a gas no, like an old wearing a gas, gas mask, mask. Yeah. And, and he's got a, you know they've they've painted tattoos all over his body so mm-hmm. he's got like that mm-hmm. thing going on and he's just shirtless gas mask got the shotgun and, and like, he's like shiny ass and he's like get the fuck oh hey it's mm-hmm. you and he takes it off he's like get the fuck inside I don't want yeah he goes things are getting crazy tonight I'm not getting killed by some monkey disease <laughs> yeah because like the TV's reporting it's super cholera or some super typhoid yeah. Yeah. They've named it some ridiculous bullshit. Super typhoid. They've decided. <laughs> they've decided that. Um, oh, I can't remember her name now. Now I feel stupid. Connie Britton. Uh, Lassiter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Connie Britton has fucked a bunch of monkeys or something. She's a crazy they've animal said, activist. She's a crazy animal activist. <laughs> we don't find that out later. But too yeah. close sexually point, with monkeys. Right. Yeah, they make a point to tell the news that she fucked a monkey. Well, yeah. this, is actually, this is actually the After they go inside, he's like, oh, you don't know what's going on here. Watch the, watch the TV. Yeah. And so, like, the news comes on and it's just those, their two pictures and it's like you know she's a crazy animal activist who i don't know did some stuff with monkeys and, and then, he helped her and he they came into contact with this guy so you yeah. know and immediately like well before that oh okay yeah his two buddies show up one of which is huel from breaking bad yep so he survived yes and um as you know he would. and he's basically <laughs> playing the exact same character yeah but they have this, this like the one guy's like Oh, hey, Jesse Eisenberg. He's like, hey, hey, man. He's like, yeah, really sorry your running back got hurt last week. And yeah. he's like, John Leguizamo's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, we're in a fantasy football league together. And Leguizamo is so pissed. Yeah. He's like, how come no one tells me yeah. about these things? Fantasy football. Nobody told me. I'd play fantasy football. Yeah. And, and Huel's like, oh, nobody told me either. He's like, well, nobody gives a shit about you, Huel. And he goes, man, that's hurtful. <laughs> there's just, just stands there and pouts. There's some. There's yeah. some very enjoyable banter going on in this scene, but yep. that's when they get to the TV stuff and they go, all right. And then, you know, Leguizamo's completely free. He's like, he's like, all right, you, come he's on. He's like, you're the monkey guy. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting your monkey disease. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And so he pulls, pulls, a gun yeah, on he pulls a gun on him. And of course, you know, he, Jason Borns is like, and you know, turns well, and a gun, he tells him, he's like, he's like, I wouldn't do that. Like, seriously, don't do that. Yeah. But yeah. So he, he grabs a gun and, and, and then Leguizamo's jaw just drops and is just like, just mouth open for a good 15 seconds just staring at him and then he just does the like you know bar- barrel down yeah. he's like here i'm here, not gonna sorry. shoot you yeah you know, just don't point the gun at me either yeah yeah but so like wasamo <laughs> decides i'm gonna put them in the in the basement in which the- is apparently his black light workout room slash you know club nightclub yeah Whatever. Like, yeah, dungeon. like a like a strip club and a. Well, I say workout room, but he's he's got like he's got like five kettlebells and like that, yeah. about that and, a, and a big mirror. Mm-hmm. There's some there's some like free weights there free, and okay. stuff. Yeah, you there. That's what they. Oh, climb that's why they climb up that. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's an all-purpose yeah. room. Yeah, but it, it's so weird. It is. It's weird, but it's just an excuse to have shots in a black light room sure. right. for a while. But as he's getting thrown in, he's like, Jesse Eisenberg's, Eisenberg's like, you're not going to call anybody, right? And he's like. You think I'm going to call the government? I ain't trying to get neuralized. <laughs> yeah. 
love that he thinks Men in Black yes. is real. It's the, That's the best part of it. He says it's black so is, matter of factly. Yeah. He's like, I ain't trying to get neuralized. <laughs> yeah. I gotta call the government. That's a really good line. That's yeah. what they do. <laughs> government. Yeah, but of course, you know, Topher Grace, now they've set up their whole camp. You know, in the in this town, I mean, they got, you know, the E.T. tents, all that. And he's like got a whole group of dudes at computers and they're like, all right, he's he's gone to Rose's house. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a he's got a truck full of his his dudes, like his mm-hmm. elite squad. And it's funny because the guy takes him over to the truck and opens the back of the truck. up. He's like, you've got them all just sitting in a truck wearing black. That's all right. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, the guy says, well, you told me to keep it simple. Like, yeah. Keep it. You know, he's like, yeah, OK, cool. Let, well, OK, let's here's where they are. He's, mm-hmm. They're going to go there. Let's go get them. Yeah. Um, and so one guy goes in. One guy has um, like some kind of gas. Yeah. That's in his, you know, his backpack and, he's, and he feeds it into the AC unit. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is just going to go in in a gas mask and murder everybody. Right. With a giant shotgun. Sure. As you do. Which, sadly, is what happens because John Leguizamo and all his buddies get shot. And the best part is is he they, he kills the first two, and then Huel is the one that's left. And he yeah. looks at him, and he's like, man. <laughs> he's just standing there pouting. Yeah. And the next shot is Jesse Eisenberg down in the basement, and you hear this thump. Yeah. You're like, oh, man. Oh, Huel. <laughs> yeah. But now, Case 2 has climbed up into the ceiling. Mm-hmm. She's just like I. I could probably get into another room. She looks really weird on the black light. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, her like, teeth are glowing <laughs> oh, for some gives, weird oh, reason. Her makeup is glowing a little yeah. bit. Her eyes. Her eyes are glowing. Both yeah. her teeth are glowing. I know, but I mean, she looks especially weird. But I, I mean, like, Eisenberg's yeah. shirt is just like he's, white, he's, like or like he shiny looks like, blue. Yeah. You know, the Kryptonians in the beginning of right. the original <laughs> Superman, just like yep. all all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's wearing dark colors except for her teeth, basically. Well, and then are... they gave her. I, I mean, I was like wondering why they put her in these weird pants. She's got these like weird, like almost tribal pattern pants, mm-hmm. and it's because they're, they're just leggings. Yeah, like, but yeah. I mean, like it's because it's for this scene because yeah, like yeah. it's all the, like it basically looks like she has like Tron legs, you know? <laughs> yeah. But so she climbs up in the ceiling, um, and he's just kind of like, "All right, if you're gonna do that, yeah." But, but then, this... like, dude comes downstairs because mm-hmm. you've seen the gas started to come through the, yeah. the vent. Uh, dude comes down. They immediately start fighting. Case mm-hmm. uh, Du then falls through the ceiling, <laughs> yeah. like four tiles over. Like didn't yeah. even get to the next room. Just, just the whole tile falls to the floor and her with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this allows her to get the gas mask on. Yes, and yeah, she drags him. She basically like I mean Jesse Eisenberg mur- manages to murder this guy, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he beats him to death with the kettlebell. That's what it does. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And then, like, uh, he basically is passing out from the gas. She puts the gas mask on and drags him outside. And I believe it's her. She just, like, offhandedly shoots the guy that's pumping yeah, she's the gas. Got the casually, super, she's got the super shotgun. Yeah. But she just, casually shotguns the right. person who was yeah. gassing that. And then she's, like, doing the whole, like, you can't go to sleep. And then she's, like, it's, you know, if you go to sleep with whatever it is, gas, you're going to die. Yeah. And then, like, and she goes to the guy she shot and grabs. Some kind of EpiPen type mm-hmm. thing. Right. But then, like, he's, like, dying slash having this whole flashback of his whole life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, more of his programming and times with her and when he was a kid and all this crazy stuff flashing. And then yeah. it's like... She's... And eventually there's a shot of her sitting across from a table from him all dressed in, like, a business suit and saying something. I can't even remember right. what she's telling This will be but... the last time we meet or something. Yeah. 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 And yeah. so, of course, it's when he... Re- that's how he realizes that... Yeah, he wakes up and he's like, well, you know, he does <gasps> and vomits again mm-hmm. and is like, all right, you know, tell me, well, who are you? Well, yeah, he why goes, do you, how why did you know yeah, that why do you know about the gas? The same thing yeah. we were saying at the same time, because it's not super clever at the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You, I, I don't know. I kind of knew this was going there the whole time anyway. Yeah, it you know. made sense. Yeah. I had forgotten about the, like, I, I read the plot summary and I'd kind of forgotten about it. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Yeah. yeah. But it explains why she would stick with a complete loser like him. Yeah, it's a more for believable Except part. for love, you idiot. Well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Why do you yeah. think you're married? Love. Love. Right. You big yeah. idiot. <laughs> That's, yes. Yeah. I'm a big idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you're pretty big. Yeah. Idiot. Idiot for love. But yeah. But she was his handler. Right. And, and they have a big, long, protracted argument about it, and- He's Jack- basically just like fuck off. I don't. I don't want anything yeah. to do with you. They they actually have a pretty realistic argument. Mm-hmm. You know where he's like, I don't even want to talk to you about it. I can't handle this right now. Yeah, he runs like but gets in gets in her gets car. In the car. Gets in her and, car. And she's like hitting the hitting the window. Yeah. And he's like, no. And he locks the door. And then he forgets that he left the passenger door unlocked because <laughs> right. she just goes around and gets in. The yeah. Well, he very side. much Jesse Eisenberg like, oh shit. Oh, yeah, all right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Now you're in here. Yeah. <laughs> Yelling at me. But then, like, he's just like, I can't deal with this. And she, you know, she breaks down. It's like, I was your handler, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, any of it real, a lot of it was real. And he's like, get out. Get out of my car. And she's like, it's my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, get out of the he's car. Like, get out of the car. And right about that time, you know, we don't see it coming at all. But um, they get rammed from behind and it twists to a shot of like a giant Humvee thing mm-hmm. pushing this little uh, Subaru off of a little culvert bridge thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they Basically, get trapped upside gets, down. Yeah. yeah. Car gets flipped over. Yeah. And so, like, it's Walton Goggins. He's still alive. He's in this, like, big thing. And basically, he's kind of gleefully, like, he goes over to the car and, like, yanks her out of the car and then, like, walks up over to that little bridge and is, like, pouring gasoline down on the car. Because yeah, he's trapped. Mm-hmm. Like, he's 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 woken up, but, like, his leg is trapped under a seat, you know, and stuff. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's he's trying to wake up Case dudes and he's like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. Yeah. You I'm going to do, the, I'm gonna gonna do a bad thing. You got to watch. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to light this. And- yeah. Because it's been established, like at there was a point where Connie Britton got a drop from the CIA, a supply mm-hmm. drop. Um, she convinced Buster yeah, to yeah to send her send her a, a supply drop, and along with the weapon, he provided her with information on Topher Grace's project. And mm-hmm. she's flipping through, and like the people are all fucking criminals, especially Walton Goggins, who's yeah. just a crazy a crazy person, which yeah. is who he appears to be He's anyway. An arsonist who has escaped from a mental hospital. Yeah. Good idea. What yeah. a, what a great CIA CIA mm-hmm. operative. So uh, yeah. So he's he's a crazy person. Basically, mm-hmm. he was crazy before the CIA got yeah. their hands on him. And he's uh, still crazy after all these years. Yes. Uh, so he's just pouring gas all over the car. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesse Eisenberg's like, "What smells like gas?" And he's like, "It's gas." <laughs> 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 and I, I love that he goes, "I fucking hate you." And he goes, "I fucking hate you too." <laughs> yeah. And then just you know pulls out the lighter and throws it on. Okay, the car. But yeah, Golden Gosling is now missing all of his front teeth thanks to the fight that they had. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Connie Britton has like popped up, mm-hmm. and did, just before he throws the the lighter. No, he throws the no, lighter. No, he throws the Un- lighter. He's not he's not unencumbered. He throws that. No, but I'm saying she grabs Jesse Eisenberg before she doesn't oh, right. show up until after no. eh, whatever. It's, the, it, the car is okay. lit. The car hasn't gone up yet. The car's mm-hmm. on fire. Right. She pops up and is like, Come on, I'll get you out of here. Mm-hmm. You don't see that happen because he's picked up Case Two is like, watch this, and then the car blows up. Yeah. Yeah, she so, screams and So yeah. they are thinking, Oh no, mm-hmm. he's dead, but Connie Britton has him. Yeah. yeah, and she gets taken back to Topher Grace, who's like, oh, you were supposed to come in five years ago and hope it was worth it for your stoner boyfriend. And he's just like turning up the dick. Oh, if that's even possible <laughs> for Topher Grace. Turned up the dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. But he, he's just like laying into her and, and she's just giving him glares. Like I was expecting her to say something cocky, but she never does. Well, she's still thinking he's middle management bullshit guy. Yeah. And then he's like, in your absence of not reading memos about how the CIA is run, mm-hmm. I'm now in charge. These are all my dudes. This mm-hmm. is my operation. Well, Check my shit out. What Topher Grace is like, you know, villaining is, is only Topher Grace can do. Yeah. You just tell Case Dude to just sit there and look like her. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't emote, so you can't go up against that. It's like... Well, she does. She, well, emo- she's like, she spends this, a lot of this than, movie emoting way I've more than her anybody gives her better credit. better than this movie. I'm just I saying, have, like... Yeah. <laughs> but that's like saying, like, hey, Michelle Pfeiffer, act against, you know, Al Pacino going fucking nuts. You know, you're a deadpan yeah. actress. Sure, like, yeah. There's not just, a lot just she can do. Just sit there cause... and look like you, because yeah. you can't out... Al Pacino, Al Pacino. Yeah, this is Topher's moment. Right. So yeah. you just take it. <laughs> just sit there and yeah, understand. But also at this point, she's, you know, he's basically saying, yeah, we blew him up. Let's get this over with and get out of here. Mm-hmm. And he's actually deleting the files. But meanwhile, Connie Britton has taken taken Jesse Eisenberg. Like, they're like outside a gas station or something. There's tires all over. And, she, and she's basically telling him. All right, here's the deal. You know, you were 18. It was your third strike. This is part of a program. You had to volunteer for it. You yeah. did. Well, she's like, do you know who I am? And he's like, are, are you my mom? And she's like, no, no idiot. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. And then she explains the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and so basically, yeah, we you did acid. You. And then, you know, you volunteered for this thing. And, you know, yeah. it went wrong. But that's yeah, who you, you are. were. You were the success story, but you were too successful. And <laughs> Yeah, you were too successful. Yeah, or what? It's it's one of those like we had to shut it down, but I don't know why. Right? Yeah, it, we had to shut it down because it was too successful. It's all still just well, it was making bullshit. It, it was making everybody insane. It was making everybody crazy and killing everybody in the program except for him. Sure, mm-hmm. but still, the whole like process of setting him up in this town and yeah, I mean, if you can erase his his memory, just erase his CIA memory and let him be mm-hmm. fuck up, dude, again. Well, they erased all the memory of going through it. Yeah, but they erased yeah, everything, everything else. beforehand. Too. Just go back in and erase more things. I don't well, know. Maybe you can only. <laughs> yeah. He probably got neuralized. They're uh, probably not yeah. very good at it. No, yeah. apparently not. Because they weren't. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the yeah. fucking CIA. But while she's explaining this to him, the mm-hmm. guy who owns the gas station walks up from the back and he goes, Hey, you're the lady from TV. You fuck monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, What? <laughs> yeah, she's unaware of Yeah, this. she doesn't know what the cover story is. She's like, because the first thing she's like, you're that lady on TV. She's like, yeah. And then you fuck monkeys. And she's like, huh? Yeah. But then there's also kind of this little bit of realization that all oh, those assholes. Well, that, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be a thing that Topher Grace would yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, all it's right. a terrible cut. God so damn it. <laughs> he, he hits this dejected point where he's just like, fuck it. I'm, I'm we're obviously I'm going to obviously die. I'm going to go where I most because they have the scene where like Topher Grace is like. Uh, we have him on the move. It looks like they're going towards this place. He's like, he wouldn't go home. He's not stupid. And then it cuts to them. It's like, well, Case Two's like, yeah, yeah. he kind of is. Well, no, 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 she says, she says he may be, he may be a little slow, but he's not an idiot. Right. No, he yeah. wouldn't go home. And yeah. then it cuts and to then, him, and it's like he's like, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die at home, stoned, yeah, you know, whatever. Home. Yeah, and take go to bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah she's like, is... well, I don't know why she's following him now at this point, but. You it's know. yeah. They they just go to his house and he turns on the record player and gets high. Right. And yeah. she's just wandering around his house well, yeah. and, and with with a, with a like some sort giant of shotgun, fucking yeah. shotgun. <laughs> yeah. And she tells him, you know, she Kristen Stewart was supposed to come in like five years ago. Mm-hmm. She was only supposed to get you set up and then leave. Right. Yeah. 
Anytime she, she stayed after this, is, I mean, she's basically trying to defend her. Like, yeah, no, I think she really cares about you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, they probably have her, right? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's like, eh. but, but then they hear a creak. Right. <laughs> yeah, because more dudes are coming to kill them now. Yep. Mm-hmm. And doesn't one, I mean, one dude, like, he's in the kitchen and. Well, he comes out and the one dude is just strangling her. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Like, has like his smashed her head into a mirror or something and is strangling her. Additionally, Topher Grace's uh, had Buster Bluth. Uh, basically switches allegiance and now is uh, preparing a drone strike. Yeah, Mm -hmm. send in the drones. Right. So there's a giant drone strike coming Mm -hmm. while dudes are getting wrecked in the Jesse Eisenberg house of weed. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah, because Jesse Eisenberg gets gets pinned behind the the refrigerator while Mm -hmm. a dude with, again, the world's largest magazine is just machine gunning the hell out of the house. Yeah. And Connie Britton has hidden under the bed after she got saved because... She saw the other guy who was trying to sneak in, like, kind of from the back. Mm-hmm. So she kind of sneaks off the bed, takes the shotgun, and you know, you don't see it, but she kind of puts the shotgun through the this giant stuffed animal. They got a teddy, like a big, a big oversized teddy bear. Yeah. Giant teddy bear. It's probably left over from Adventureland. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That's where it's probably they, they want it. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. read the, the trivia, the, yeah, the trivia IMDb, section, yeah. Clearly a reference to Adventureland. Yeah, right. Giant teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but, so but she so she shotguns that one guy because yeah. all you see is like a puff of feathers. Yeah. And Which mean, it's pretty cool because like it's just a shot where you just carry kind of like a <laughs> Right. <laughs> I mean as muff- much as you can muffle a shotgun and, yeah. Yeah. and then just, stuffing flying yeah. out. Right. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice shot. So but, he's still pinned down in the kitchen, and dude is closing in on him with the giant machine gun mm-hmm. of never-ending bullets. Yeah, uh, he, he swaps his magazine at least once, which is okay. That's something yeah, better. But in the in the, all the chaos on the shooting, he's like locked the frying pan that he burned the omelet off the the counter now. Mm-hmm. Yes, so and it's sitting there. He sees it, and then the movie goes to super slow mo. Super slow mo. Yeah, and super CG slow mo. Yeah, so. He's got a gun, just a handgun. Mm-hmm. Like he's, there's no way he's gonna pop up and take this guy out. Yeah. So, throws the frying pan up in the air, like straight yeah. up, not at the guy, not mm-hmm. in an arch, just straight up right in front of him. And you're like, huh? And then, in slow motion, he shoots the frying pan, mm-hmm. and and it's so slow you can see the trajectory of the bullet. Mm-hmm. So the bullet hits the frying pan and then ricochets off, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. then shoots the dude through the heart goes straight through the dude mm-hmm. yeah yeah are you saying yeah. you can't do that and then <laughs> i'm saying no one can do that well, what you well, don't care what kind even of training he's surprised he did it because you he goes, don't know huh. that he goes huh the old frying pan bullet trick yeah. they trained okay. him man he was the panchurian candidate uh, fuck uh, fuck uh, you've been waiting <laughs> <laughs> the entire episode to say that <laughs> fuck off <laughs> Well, and meanwhile, uh, Buster Bluth has, like, there's, like, a one-minute window, and Topher Grace is, like, screaming into the camera, like, fire, fire the drone! He's, <laughs> yeah. And Buster can't do it. No. He, he doesn't want to murder them. No. So, he, he gives it, you know, he, he just lets it go, and he then he finally slams it shut, and he's like, fuck you. And then, and then they have just, like, a few seconds of, you know, like, of jump cuts, where it's, you know, the still frame and he's just moving around in it and he's just like realizes he's just fucked himself. But he's he's doing the ah, ah, and he's smashing his hand on the desk, all yeah. that. And, it's very but yeah. But yeah, so they live. And then the phone starts ringing in and 
Jess, and she's like, Jesse Eisenberg, don't answer that. Yeah. She's like, it's going to be Topher Grace. He's like, well, what if it's the people who have her? And yeah. And she's like, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's going to be them. <laughs> it's totally them. And he's like, okay, then I'm answering it. Yeah. And she's like, oh, whatever. God, yeah. you're stupid. <laughs> and he answers. He's like, hello? Topher Grace is like, who is this? And he's like, who's this? <laughs> and then, like, like, and he's back in like stoner mode Yeah. now because he's just like, oh, well, is this the part where you surrender to me? Yeah. And Topher Grace is like, what the fuck? He's like, yes, this yeah. is the part where yeah. I surrender. Yep. Meet me at the back store, <laughs> the Maxway store or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, oh, the Maxway store. And like, you know, this. And he's like, on Wilson? Yeah. Yeah. It's across like, the street across from, from the tire place. Tire place. Tire place. <laughs> yeah. 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 That I, one. I think he's saying it because like, this is such a shitty little town. He's like, you know, the only one. Yeah. Well, I do like that Topher Grace will like hold the phone away and just be like, fucking hey, this guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah. He's like, no. yeah, come here and I will surrender. Yeah. He's like, well, yeah. how does this work? Are you going to like sign documents or whatever? Like, yeah. He's like, look, I've got your stupid girlfriend here. Okay. How are you going to feel about if I shoot her in the face? And he's, he's like, like eh, that'd be not cool. Yeah. But she gets on the phone and, you know, obviously has a change of heart. Yes. Well, obviously. yeah. Well, she tells him, you know, I'm the tree. You're the car. You mm-hmm. had it all wrong. Right. And he's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. I guess I do care about you. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll come get you. I guess I got to make like a tree. Yeah. Yep. And car. And get out of here. So, <laughs> and this well, is he, when, like, well, Topher Grace. He has a gearing up montage, essentially, which is grab the big box of fireworks and walk mm-hmm. out of the house. Yeah. That's his gearing up. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the lighter. And the lighter. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, Connie Britton's like, you're going to do this? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I got to get my girlfriend back. And it's weird that there's like only 10 seconds of setup for this because well, like, yeah, because Tover Grace is out in the parking lot. Like he's like, bring all of them out. Yeah. All, all these guys have been waiting in the truck. Yeah. It's like, come on, guys, let's go. And um, just immediately just the parking lot like lights up with fireworks explosions. Well, he, it before it does that, he goes, all right, he's really good. He's going to sneak up on us somehow. <laughs> right. <laughs> As fireworks just start erupting everywhere out of the front of the same you know humvee thing that yeah, he had earlier that like explodes into the scene of him driving it and mm-hmm. just shooting these fireworks <laughs> straight ahead and just everyone's just kind of freaking out which is mm-hmm. kind of dumb considering that they're trained for whatever once yeah. once they realize oh it's fireworks they should calm the fuck down but throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the movie whenever fireworks are going off they're all like ah, ah you know it's yeah. like but you know but they all they all retreat back into the max mart yeah they they break into this grocery store and mm-hmm. that's yeah. when the fun begins <laughs> yeah that's when he he goes in like they all go inside and they're trying to like i guess shuttle their group out the back or something i don't know mm-hmm. but because they've got case two and Topher grace are kind of like and walton goggins is kind of like been the guy who's been hanging on to case two the whole time he's got to keep her, her in he's line. the top henchman yeah but they go in and then jesse eisenberg's like Case two, case two. And, and, you know, she's getting shuttled away and he gets on the PA in the place and he's like, all right. Yeah, I'm sorry about Hawaii and all that. And, and you know, and everything. I'm going to make this right. Well, yeah. not right, but better than it is now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so just hang tight. I'm yeah. coming. And Topher Grace is like, Go fucking kill him. <laughs> right. Go kill him. Yeah. And then he basically just kind of makes his way through the store using whatever happens to be on whatever aisle he is. Yep. Yeah, just using this the store. Yeah. <laughs> I love shit like this. Just improvised weapon yeah. melee extravaganza. Well, one of them includes, like, he grabs a metal, uh, like, a dustpan mm-hmm. and just, oh. like, it jabs it into a dude's throat. Yep. Yeah. Like, yep. Like the, and then the, not the, the corner like, part like, either. Yeah, like, like, the like, flat yeah. like the bladed part. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
takes another guy and takes his head and runs it through like a light bulb display. (laughs) (laughs) And then like gets to like the heavy can section and is just like beating guys with Mm -hmm. with these giant cans of whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Like gets to the frozen food section and just pulls out like a bag of hamburger patties, like a frozen bag. It's like frozen hamburger patties. Yeah, Yeah. hamburger patties and and just two dudes with them. Swinging around and just conking dudes on the head. Yeah, I think that was was none ground chuck. (laughs) And the thing is like... None of this stuff is, yeah, I know. But that was they, good. I like that. Like, like none of these takes are played for laughs. Like, like they're not comedy setups. Not really. It's, it's more like action movie setups because there is a fairly long take of the part where he gets the guy with the with the dustpan. Yeah, the, and the first other stuff. Bit of violence is is it may not have been one take, obviously, but, but digitally it's composed to, like to yeah. yeah. So it goes for a while. Yeah, but um, he is he is basically action scene murdering. Fucking, All of these dudes, fucking dudes up, mm-hmm. yeah. And God, one guy gets like a meat cleaver right in the forehead. Oh yeah, when he get, the the pan, the camera pans up at one point to kitchenware, mm-hmm. and then back down, and you just see him grabbing knives, and just yep. some of it is off camera. You just hear knives being thrown and going into meat. You know, mm-hmm. it's just. But yeah, that one dude gets a meat cleaver right to the face. Yeah, and, <laughs> and eventually Topher Grace and Case Stu are in the back, and Topher's just like Walton Goggins, go kill him, like. These guys are fuck ups. You're the only one I can count on. Go, go get him. You're my, you're the, mm-hmm. you're my boy, Blue. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he's. Yeah, and that's finally when Case Two starts talking some shit to him because he's like, she's like, yeah, you're pretty freaked out, huh? You're pretty pissed. Yeah. It's like because my fuck up boyfriend's gonna fucking murder you. <laughs> yes. Like that's why he's here. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. He's gonna fucking murder you, so you might as well just let him go. Yeah. And he's so pissed. Mm-hmm. But they and they get in a fist fight. The two of them. Yes. Which, you know, like normally movies shy away from that sort of stuff, but she gets she gets hit in the face a lot. Yeah. But she also hits a lot of dudes in the face as mm-hmm. well. So it kind of well, she gives out. as good as she gets. It's pretty mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I mean, this is this is where we're at. This is what we call equality. You know? yeah. <laughs> People get the shit beat well, out of them. They're both trained measure. CIA agents. Yeah, so, are. you know, I mean, there's it's not out of the realm of possibility for that to happen. But, right. Yeah. So like so Jesse Eisenberg and. Walton Goggins are fighting out in the store. They're kind of stalking each other throughout whatever section they're mm-hmm. in. And it they're comes just... to a point where Walton Goggins is just, he, he's talking like an idiot now because his teeth are broken, but mm-hmm. he's just like, Hey, come out. I won't talk to you. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> hey, he's like, you're hiding. It's scaring me. Yeah, come right. out. <laughs> come, yes, exactly. Yeah. And at one point, Walton Goggins has grabbed a, a giant screwdriver mm-hmm. off off the rack and Jesse Eisenberg has grabbed a claw hammer. Yeah. Well, they kind of pop out both at the same time yeah. as like they're in the hardware aisle and Goggins grabs the screwdriver and, and uh, Jesse Eisenberg grabs the hammer and they kind of look at each other like this is going to be fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> and it is. And it, yeah, it really is. Cause like Eisenberg gets screwdriver through the hand mm-hmm. at the same time as Goggins gets the end of the hammer in yeah, his the leg. Yeah, the claw of the hammer in his and leg. And they're both Ugh. spinning around, connected to each other, just screaming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ah! It's like, good to meet you, old boy. <laughs> yes. Um, eventually, they kind of detach from one another. And how do they get to the point where they're just sitting on the ground talking? Because uh, they just kind of... They just run out of juice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They just kind of sit there and they're like, man. Well, Walt Goggins is like... Who tells you who tells you what to do stuff? He's like, nobody. Yeah. He's like, that must be nice. Yeah. Because he's like, we're the same. You and me. We talk mm-hmm. things. And- they I, I with think. Us. Well, no, Jesse. I, what it was is uh, Jesse Eisenberg got a hold of the gun and they just kind of he was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. I can't, you know, 
Yeah, you got, you got me. So yes. they just kind of slump over because they're bleeding profusely. Because uh, Jesse Eisenberg also talk, took a uh, uh, a wing shot to the head. Yeah, yes. he got grazed. Yeah, grazed to the yeah. forehead. Grazed so. in the face. Grazed. And there was that bit too where he sets off more fireworks in the store and kills mm-hmm. a bunch of dudes with yeah, a, through the smoke with a hammer. Yeah, uh, and that's when oh, he with just, a big sled with a with like a, a mallet. Um, sledgehammer, a yeah. handheld sledgehammer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he emerges from the other side of the cloud, that's when Topher Grace is like, "Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, come on. <laughs> Let, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, but yeah, the, the, so they're on the ground and they're having their little chat and, and Eisenberg has the gun on him. Uh, and eventually he's just like, mm-hmm. okay, you're a sad sack there, Walton Goggins. I'm not going to shoot you. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Topher yes. Grace has finally been like, fuck you, Kristen Stewart. And he's trying to leave. Mm-hmm. And just as he's doing that, Suddenly, Connie Britton has come up behind him with an electrical cord and is strangling the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. It's fucking murder time. Yeah. <laughs> She's not trying to subdue him. It's just like, you will die. Um, so this- She's subduing him to death. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. I'm putting you to sleep forever. Um that, that, but then uh, she's <laughs> he's strangler and, he, and she goes who's the bitch now mm-hmm. and then this is by this time bill pullman has shown up right because they've had like he's had like a, a voice encoded call while he while this has been going on and you know you realize he's the higher up because i had completely forgotten about him up until that point when suddenly oh man he's back mm-hmm. and he's like all right stand down connie Britton." yeah and she's like ah oh, shit right and it cuts back to eisenberg and and goggins is gone just vanished yeah like we never see, see him get up and leave he's just gone yeah. um so eisenberg and case do just kind of stagger out of the store just both bloody messes get outside and state patrol is just well, everywhere mm-hmm. yeah, it's just all the all the police with yeah. all the green laser sights right and so yeah. throughout the entire movie he has been pulling out this dumb ring that he's going to propose to her with. Trying to find the right time. And there have been just the worst times for him to do it. And he's actually said, no, this is probably a bad time. Mm-hmm. Like, in the middle of gunfights, he's been like, yeah. nah, probably not. Um, but this is when he decides to get down on one knee and pull the ring out. Mm-hmm. And it's done, like, it's done mostly in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And it's done with only a Chemical Brothers song on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Snow. Same as all. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he just pulls the ring out and is just like nodding at her like, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they look like they look beat to hell. Yeah. Like, like his like, eyes this is some, shut. This and... is some great makeup on the both of them because yeah. they look like they look like they've genuinely had the shit kicked out of both of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, he raises her arm and he goes, she said, yes. She said, yeah. And like, and the cops are just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what is he doing? And as he goes in for the kiss. <laughs> They show the taser firing out of a thing, hit him in the chest, and he drops. And she goes, oh, come on, man. And she gets it in the chest, like a split second, like mid-sentence. Mid-sentence. And she gives a good, guh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the best bit of acting I've seen from her, where she's like, oh, come on, guh. <laughs> and then falls just mm-hmm. straight down. Um, but yeah, then it's a scene out in the rain in the woods where Bill Pullman's standing there with a gun on... For Grace and well, he doesn't have the gun out yet. He's just talking to him. Okay, he's, yeah, he's but just they're standing. both like handcuffed on oh, their yeah. knees. It's the rainy version of Miller's Crossing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's yes, that's the scene. Um, and Topher Grace is just like he's like, man, I yeah, I fucked rain. up. Yeah, I fucked up. Did I overstep my bounds? Maybe, but yeah. you know what? I was taking initiative. And if this had gone right, you'd be thanking me, thanking me, right? You'd be thanking me, right? And he stands up and is like, you'd be thanking me. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, probably. Yeah, you're probably right. Pulls out a gun, just like, <laughs> bam, bam, like two shots in the chest, and mm-hmm. yeah, Topher's down. <laughs> and I like that 
Connie Britton is like, this may be out of turn, but please don't kill me. (laughs) Yes. And then so after Topher's dead, uh, Pullman's just like, I was the one who called you on the super secret bat phone to warn you, but I didn't say do this. Yeah, I did that as a courtesy. Yeah. And then she's like, what about this? Well, he's the most awesome person we've ever created. The thing is, he describes it. He goes... You weren't supposed to save the puppy. Yeah. We had to put the puppy down. Oh, yeah. They keep saying puppy. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> now you've got a rabid, angry puppy running around killing people. Who's killed 17 innocent people. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, no, he killed 17 of the other people yeah. of the from the other project. He obviously won. He's the best one we have. Mm-hmm. He's and, the best puppy yeah, we've goes, ever created. He's a $400 million puppy. Yeah. Right. Why would you put that to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. He's in the vet right now. Were you going to go put him down? Mm-hmm. And he's just like, ah, you make some good points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He well, did kind of murder all of us. Don't our, fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's when it loops back to the first scene where right. he's he's in the shackled to the table. Right. right. Guy comes in and is like, so where do we begin? Um, Agent. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, and you just see this is just entirely just on Bill Pullman's face. <laughs> That's extra funny. Kind of, yeah. Um, I don't Why know do you think I keep uh, saying Right. CIA. Or something. And, I don't know. and I'll admit, I feel like the movie should have ended there, but they have this brief epilogue where the two of them are in Singapore. He and Philippines, Manila. Or, Manila. Yeah, they're in Manila. Man- okay, they're in Manila, Manila, and he and he and Kristen Stewart are, you know all dressed up looking night, you know, he's got the, the tux on. He's and, got a haircut. Thank fucking God. Yeah. And she, and she's got the, uh, you know, she's got the short skirt thing working and, mm-hmm. and he, it's basically they're on a mission. Yeah. They make out at the desk and he's like, I'll be right back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that boy from panic room cleans up. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he gets into an elevator with two shady dudes mm-hmm. and they're just immediately like hood yoink. Yeah. He, he, and of course they cut back to Connie Britton. Who's monitoring the whole thing going, Oh, they took the bait. Yeah. And so they take the hood off and he's just in, you know, like a kitchen or something was surrounded by bad guys. Mm-hmm. And one, one of the henchmen hands, whoever the main bad guy is, this he's like, this is all he had on him. And it's just a napkin with the drawing of the, the Apollo ape. Yeah. With just <laughs> flicking off. He's just giving the finger and says, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Hmm. Yeah. And well, and, and the guy, and, well, the guy's so offended. He's like, they sent one guy here yeah, unarmed right. to take me out. Right. And at this, and he's saying this all in Mandarin, mm-hmm. and Jesse Eisenberg is laughing, like he starts laughing, and they show him look around, and they show like you know he a sees frying the, pan yeah. and a well, what's also the laughter is he sees like the exact same dustpan that he right. killed the guy earlier. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what makes him laugh. And then mm-hmm. also he goes, "Oh hey, I sorry, I just didn't realize I spoke Mandarin." <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then and then like it's on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, well, it, like he he, he like goes to stand up like i you know i was faking being handcuffed the entire time and right. it cuts to like an animated credit sequence like mm-hmm. his like kind of like his version of his shitty drawings come yeah. to life yeah his where he's apollo ape and he's murdering murdering everyone, everyone in the hotel yeah and it goes on for a while yes it does yeah, no. yeah. but, but yeah. movie's ba- yeah movie's over mm-hmm. <laughs> yes yes it is no i i i think we rate it i think that's what we usually do yeah There's yeah no ancillary awards to be had in this one no no, no. the soundtrack's all right yeah. most of the songs are in the background yeah so uh i guess i'll go cool okay you can go um i i i get this feeling that i'm, I'm i might be a little low on the rating scale maybe that's well, then bring it up a little that's bit. why i'm gonna uh, go ahead and go first so you guys can raise it up uh i'm i'm well, gonna can raise it i'm gonna yourself. give it two jocks mm-hmm. um i would say this is like 
honestly would say this is like maybe like a one jocks movie because like I it's it's not a bad watch but I wouldn't like highly recommend it for any particular reason uh the thing is is like there's some style there's some good like legitimately good lines John Leguizamo is like almost earning that extra jocks on mm-hmm. his own mm-hmm. but like it's kind of a rote story I mean I guess it's a little mildly original but it's like haha stoner you know stoner identity <laughs> you know <laughs> I, I don't know it's just like you know it, it just it feels like it wants to be more clever than it is and like it's funny I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see your rating on it Mackie because like what's funny to me is like I, I'm feeling a lot of parallels to, like between this and like Boondock Saints where I feel like this movie is like a lot trying a lot of style and not necessarily working all the time mm-hmm. um, and like it tries to sometimes go for style over substance but I, I didn't dislike it. Like, I, I guess I internet hate it now, but like, I, I just felt like some things were just like t- way too painfully obvious from a mile away. I do like improvised fighting, you know, but I, there's to me, there's better like legit movies with that, that I'd rather mm-hmm. watch them than like this again, if that makes sense. So, no. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, my rating is four jocks. All right. Because mm-hmm. I, I bought into the style of it. Early on, it wasn't working, which is why this isn't five jocks for me. But it's it's a pretty it's it's just tipping into the four jocks area because mm-hmm. uh, I I like the action. There's a ton of really good one liners. There's some just some funny comedic acting going on in it, and there's also some decent action scenes. But you know, and I just you know I have a thing for movies that are that are willing to alienate wider audiences if they know that the audience that they're going for is going to love what they're doing. And I think that's what this movie does where they're like, you're either in or out. So let's fucking find out right now. Right. And they, once the switch flips and the violence starts, they're kind of like, all right, we're, we're going for it here. And I really enjoyed it. I just wish that first, that first act had been better and he hadn't been so aggressively unlikable throughout that. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't even mind Twilight Girl. I, yeah. thought, I thought she was all right in this. Yeah, I've 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 seen enough other things with her now that I'm like she's not offensive to me. Like I don't like I don't immediately like see her and like immediately you know have flashbacks to Twilight now. Well, that's good. I've seen you know seen her be all right in some things. Hmm. Yeah, I actually just really funny thing is I dislike Jesse Eisenberg a lot more than her. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's kind of going down. Yeah. Like he's just like okay, you're kind of unlikable. Like mm-hmm. your public persona is really harming you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I, so I haven't been necessarily a Jesse Eisenberg or Case 2 fan at all. Um, and at least over the last several years. But I've kind of warmed up to Case uh, to Kristen Stewart because I realized that basically I realized through reading things and, and interviews with her that, that came across, you know, my dashboard on various sites and she basically just hated every bit of that experience. Like I know she She's probably glad to have the money, but she hated just existing in that world the way she was being treated and the way the Twilight stuff was being received by its intended fan base. Mm-hmm. So she basically just put on the bitch face for several years. Understanding that, and like I, I was like, okay, well, maybe maybe I'll you know give some of her other work a, you know, a, a look when I have a chance. And I'm kind of glad we came across this, because the girl can actually use her emotions every once in a while and use her face to express something besides... Fuck you! I'm I'm only here so I don't get fined. Sort of <laughs> right, uh, sort of reasoning. Um, 
and Jesse Eisenberg, I'm still not really sold on, but this movie altogether earns itself four jocks pretty pretty well. Like they show us at first, like the he's just a dippy stoner idiot, but we learn later basically they've they've ruined him. Mm-hmm. He used to be a person, and now he's this fucking idiot who has you know whose brain has been ruined. I, he smokes really? a shitload. I thought like they established he was already a criminal. I, it was a first offense. Uh, he dropped oh. acid. Oh, yeah. Okay. So acid. they just she, she said in. third offense. Third. Okay. Third. Yeah. Of, third well, offense. He was eighteen though. So he, he was eighteen. Yeah. He hadn't fucked up his life yet. No. Really. But I mean, like, I just got the impression like they didn't. This was maybe his already his base personality. Perhaps. Okay. Yeah. He might have been. Yeah, yeah. He might have been not super, but they. But as as they said in. Um, well, they obviously fucked him up because they made him like not be able to leave, you know, the place. Yes. Right. That, that they, did they, gave they gave him crazy, anxiety. crippling anxiety and phobias, and they also like they said a couple times like it was making the people in the program crazy, and you're the only one that didn't fucking die from it. Mm-hmm. So they've basically broken him, and I can so I can I can excuse the the sort of dippy stoner stuff, and it makes for a couple good comedic moments. All in all, I I was expecting this to be a pile of shit. And was pleasantly surprised. I'm, I'm glad I didn't go into it necessarily wholly assured that it was going to be a pile of shit because I think I would have wouldn't have given it uh, as as much of a chance. But like the IMDb rating was six point one, I think, when I looked at it, and I was like, okay, well, that might it might be at least interesting. At least some people are finding it interesting enough to bring the rating above the what thirty something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, or, Rotten Tomatoes is like forty two. Forty two percent. Yeah. yeah I- because I'm, I'm the one who pushed for this. And I was like, well, yeah. you know, a lot of people have said it's good. A lot of people have said it's crap. You know, and to me, it was like, all right, if the Rotten Tomatoes is that low, then we can justify it for the show. <laughs> and I just wanted something modern. I, I don't and think And that was the movie I was it. most, that was the movie I was most interested in that came out lately that felt like it would fit what we do. Yeah. This movie's a hard sell. It's, it just falls in that range of, I don't know how they made it because as soon as it was done, you could tell like people higher up were like, I don't know what to fucking do with this. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you greenlit it. You had to know what it was. It's just one of those things where it's just like, oh, those crazy kids are making this thing. I don't know. Then it's a thing. And you're like, how do we get it out? Eh, just shit it out there and, you know, we'll make some money and then put it on Netflix or some shit. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it, it just it, it's a I think. I think a lot of the down ratings for this come from people who thought it was something else, either from the marketing or just from mm-hmm. looking at the cast. You're just not expecting it. Um, I liked it. I didn't love it. I was at a two for a while. I think the carnage in the grocery store at the end brought me up to a three. So I'm going to give it three jocks. Um, I, I guess what really irked me was just, and I mean, it's hard to ar- argue logic with a movie like this because it is just all start to finish kind of dumb, but the way they just rush through the entire motivation of why the events of this movie are being set into motion just really irked me. Like they could have, they could have established more that him trying, not trying to leave, but him making more efforts to leave the town was a greater threat to something. Mm-hmm. They just never cover that. Yeah. And it sure as hell seemed to me like he was, it didn't matter. He was never going to leave because I mean, you know, him him in the airport just in the bathroom puking was like, yeah, he's never leaving the town. You've programmed him pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's going to be OK. So I don't know that that really bothered me. The whole 
why is this movie happening kind of thing. Topher Grace is a cocky idiot. Who sure, there is that. Made a, made a rash decision because he thought it would make him look cool, yeah. and then he had committed to it, so he had to overcommit to it. At least that's, I mean, I work with people like that. Like people who are, I mean, they don't have access to drone strikes, thank God, but people who commit to stupid things <laughs> right. and then have to overcommit because yeah. otherwise they think they'll look even stupider rather than admitting they're wrong and backing off. Pretty much. So I just, I, I kind of wanted a little more of that. And I just, I mean, I know that's modern movies and there's nothing I can do about it, but just the whole like digital shine on this movie kind of just rubs me the wrong way, especially in the effects where a lot of the violence it seems like most of the the actual contact happens off screen, which is really strange. Like you never see any actual contact. You just see the aftermath come into the frame, you know, and I know that's because they're just you can't hit someone with knives and hammers and stuff. But you used to be able to make it look like you were doing it. Yeah. They just went the easy route and said, we'll just do it in post. And, that mm-hmm. you know, that kind of just irritates me. So, yeah, but there were some good squibs in that one scene, the, the terminatoring of the yeah. cop station. So. But yeah, three three jocks. I liked it. Didn't love it. Worth a watch, I thought. Yep. Well, cool. Well, let's take a break, shall we? Okay. Welcome back. Hey, Bathcast, second half, second half time. Yeah. Hey, uh, we, the half s- we continue to talk about modern movies. Yeah, we do. All um, of them. I've got some theater movies. <gasps> Anyone else? Uh, no. All right. Yeah. You, I mean, I'm going to hit you. Hit that. you with a couple of theater movies mm, I no. saw. Do it. Punch me. Uh, <laughs> I was going to try to see this movie um, for the Golden Jocks, but you know what? Technically, I don't give a shit what you say. It's not a 2015 movie because I couldn't see it until 2016. Yeah. I went and saw The Revenant. Oh. Yeah. How was it? Uh, I decided to grin and bear it. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Because uh, yeah. that bear rapes him. <laughs> <laughs> no. There's no bear rape. <laughs> oh. I, I was misinformed. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, huh. All right. So. <sighs> the Revenant. The Revenant, like, it's a gorgeous movie, full of some good acting, but it's like, it's kind of one of those movies that, like, you see it once, and then you're like, that was really good. I'm never going to watch that again in my life, mm-hmm. which is okay. I mean, hmm. movies like that are, can be okay. That, yeah. that, that can be a thing, but, like, it doesn't give you that kind of, like, oh, shit, I've got to tell everyone to see it kind of thing. Um, I mean, I would, like, if for people that can enjoy a three-hour movie, you know, with great cinematography and things like that because the cinematography in this movie is fantastic and Tom Hardy's performance is fantastic. Leonardo DiCaprio's performance is pretty good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, like, it, it's it's worth seeing but you've got, you know, you, you need to know that you're going in for an experience. Mm-hmm. But I, I would say it's mostly Terrence Malick makes a western survival movie. Because okay. like it's not Terrence Malick, but it sure feels like it. There are a lot of shots looking up at trees. Oh, cool! Um, I like those. Like a lot, <laughs> like a lot, a lot. Mm. Um, Three hours worth. Yeah, but it's it's good if you. I mean, it's super brutal it, from beginning to end. Just 
I, you know, people always say like, man, I would love to live in this time. Well, whatever time this was around 1840, fuck that time. I do not want to live in that time. Mm-hmm. So just, uh, I think they were in Missouri or somewhere like that. That, that is a place I've marked off my hypothetical time machine uh, destinations because I do, I do not want to live anywhere yeah. near or around there. Good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a movie. Uh, if, you, if that sounds like a thing that you would like to see, I would suggest it. Um, I liked it, but it's okay to like a movie you kind of never want to see ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, next, I, I, uh, is another movie I saw is called the big shot or no, no, big short, big short, big, big short, big, big shot short. would be totally different. Yeah. I saw the big short, big short from the director of Anchorman. Y- yeah. <laughs> um, so what's the deal? Is that a comedy? It's got comedy bits, but no. Okay. Um, it's, <sighs> it's Wolf of Wall Street meets Moneyball. Ooh. Okay. Because um, like you're 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 looking at the CD underside of some really shitty people doing some things. They don't go as crazy as the Wolf of Wall Street people, but it's a lot of like talky and intrigue and numbers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like that's okay. I mean, it, the the best the times when that movie is best. I mean, there, there's some good performances, but the time when that movie is best is when it does fourth wall breaking stuff, mm-hmm. and those are the best moments of the movie. Yeah. Um. Standout performances. I, I don't know. I mean, Christian Bale's doing a Christ, well weird Christian Bale thing. <laughs> I don't didn't particularly care for it. I mean, sometimes when he goes all method, it's good. This one was just like, all right. I mean, is this <laughs> is this based on a thing or is this just like I have to be weird, you know? But um, Steve Carell, holy shit, that that dude impressed me in this really? movie. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen Foxcatcher because like I, I could never get over the fact that he looks like Odo. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. like other than that, I was just like, you know, like uh, I, I don't I don't know. I just. um, Yeah. No, he was he super impressed me in this movie, the, his acting. And um, it, it's a, it's like it's one of those things like it's a it's a it's a pill you should sw- probably swallow because you, you should probably be kind of informed on, on what happened. And this is, you know, that enjoyable, you know, movie eyes version of that. So you don't have to read. Yeah, I've heard it will make you very angry. It'll make you angry and like, you you know, you're just like, man, I, I don't know how I have faith in like, not just like America and Wall Street and all this, but like really like the entire world's financial sector. Mm-hmm. I mean, this this movie just paints it as like we're like hanging by an actual thread, you know, of like that could break at any point in time. So I am surprised it took this long to make a movie about it. Yeah, because there's another one coming. There's a George Clooney movie where it's got a similar kind of theme to it about the the financial stuff but yeah there was also another one with andrew garfield and um oh right yeah. is, it, is it michael sheehan i believe isn't it yeah i, I, I can't so. remember the name of it but it was that one was more focused on strictly like the housing market and the fallout yeah. from it and it just seems it just seems like people that well people that profited from it in yeah. very specific realty well this is areas. this is basically about the people that saw it coming and decide and basically created a way that you could wager on it yeah, like it's basically like people that saw what was happening with the subprime mortgages and stuff, mm-hmm. and were like, "Wait a second, we can short a lot of other stocks. Can we short this? Like, can mm-hmm. we create a thing and do this?" And you know, they basically went to the big banks and were like, "Well, if we hand you a pile of money for these securities on these things failing, and they're all like, yeah, okay, we'll take your money. Like the like the housing market's gonna fall, right? Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and so you know, it's just it's about these few firms or whatever that figure this out. Yeah. It just it just seemed like it, this is just one of those things that like people were shouting about for a while of look they fucking did th- like people are responsible for this and the general public is, was pretty much just like yeah 
yeah, what are you going to do? It's Wall Street. You can't yep. do anything about it. You know, and it just seemed like it took forever for someone to come along. It's like, oh, we're going to put this in popular popular culture so that you can understand it better. Yeah. I mean, this movie still I mean, I'm not saying it's I mean, it's not Aaron Sorkin writing like it's 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 a little more accessible than that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's still going to be over the heads of most people like there's going to be like you're going to get lost with some of the, the jargon and stuff, even though they, they do their best to explain it. So if yeah. you're you know, you don't have to know financial stuff, they'll they will explain it. And then, you know, then you have to just kind of stick with it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Again, probably not a movie I would like watch on multiple viewings kind of thing. Yeah. So I had another one, but on video, but somebody else talk, break it up. Okay, I'll talk. Um, I've got some movies that I watched during my marathoning trying to find good Golden Jocks movies, but uh, mm-hmm. they didn't qualify because they're terrible. Oh, uh, oh no. Or at best, mediocre. So just wanted to run through some of them real quick. Um, I don't know if anyone else here has seen Jupiter Ascending. I have. Yeah? Did yeah. you talk about it on the show? I think I did. He did. Okay. I think he did. Did you like it? <coughs> well, I said it's... All right. I believe your description was it's like they know things that look cool, but they don't know why they're cool. I yeah, a little bit of that, and I, and I I think I basically came to it was like there's a lot of goofy shit, but if you turn off your brain, you might can f- enjoy some of it, and it's not nearly as offensive as Cloud Atlas. <laughs> okay, um, I actually liked Cloud Atlas in some weird way for some reason. This I didn't, and it, it's it's one of those weird instances. I had just watched that Death of Superman. Uh, documentary and they were talking about how Warner was totally gun shy about spending the money on a ridiculous universe to probably not make its money back and then you look at this movie like an untested property spending that much money on this thing Mm -hmm. and then you just have Channing Tatum riding around on an invisible skateboard the entire time and you're like someone saw this and we're like yeah do that it's yeah he's like basically air ice skating yeah, mm. it looks weird and at times looks really dumb. Mm-hmm. Like that's the highest concept you could come up with for space transportation is he's basically half piping on nothing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that, I, I think I did mention that was probably the hardest thing to go over. But I, other than that, I liked the world they created. Yeah, there was an interesting something about it. But for the most part, I just I think I got an hour and a half into it and just glossed over like uh, space politics. I don't understand. Um it just, the, I just lost interest in it and okay. was a bit disappointed. I didn't hate it, but it was just like, uh, that's a shame. Um, we talk about a movie I fucking hated, though, to the point where I just walked out of the house while it was still playing, like left it to play. It was just like, I'm going to go get dinner. Bye. Um, <laughs> Why did you leave it playing? I, my wife was sort of watching it, but to come to find out, she wasn't watching it either. She was just humoring me. It was one of those things where neither of us wanted to say this movie blows. Uh, the movie Black Hat. Okay, Michael Mann's Michael Mann Black Hat is fucking atrocious. You know how there's an hour in the movie Heat of just randomness of like people just standing in kitchens and looking off in the distance and not talking about anything. It's just there's an hour of Heat that ruins that movie for me. It's just random extra bits of scenes that don't end when they're supposed to. That's the entirety of Black Hat. This movie is about cyber hackers doing crazy cyber, cyber hacking things. But you wouldn't know that from watching the fucking movie because mm. none of that is going on. It's just a lot of lingering glances and people kind of glancing at other people who are talking. And Michael it, Mann doesn't know what he's doing. Is the password swordfish? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> if it is, I don't know. I fucking uh, left. Oh. It's, oh, it's just Black Hat is so bad. Speaking of so bad, I watched Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, that movie made my skin crawl. <laughs> 
That that is the most horrifying movie I've seen in a long time, and I watch a ton of horror movies. Why? Why? I mean, it's not good, but why? It's 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 like watching a Hannibal Lecter movie, but they're telling you that Hannibal is the love interest. Wait, what? Yeah. The the movie is not on the your takeaway from the movie is that this guy is kind of a predator and he's preying on her because she's she's innocent and unknowing about things. I know it ends in a way that's not that, but the movie is just painting this relationship as the grossest thing. And I'm not talking about that particular fetish because that's a thing and people do it and I understand it and it's fine for consenting adults. I get it. This movie doesn't treat it as such. This movie treats it like he's a fucking sexual predator and it's creepy as fuck. I, uh, well, I don't know. I just I mean, I, I'm the, not going to defend the movie, but I disagree. I dislike the movie for a different reason. I know. Yeah. I, I remember you saying you yeah. just it, it wasn't very good well, romantically. No, I, I mean, I, for I, one I, of those well, things. I don't like I don't like a movie where it's like, you know, somebody is I don't like the standard. Uh, rom- I mean, the stupid thing is like it's written like a romantic comedy. Yeah, I know. because it's like guy is very upfront and says, "I this is the thing. This is me. This is who I am." And she's like, "Cool. I guess I could be with that." And then he's like, "Then she's like, no. Yeah, uh, you must change this thing. That thing that you just told me everything about. I do not agree with it. Yeah, and I must change There's you. that. There's him I, I, stalking her all over the country and breaking into her house. And yeah, it's it's just it's so uncomfortable. The complaint I've heard a lot is that he he's basically just badgering her to sign this contract. Yeah, pretty and much. Like not. Like, at one point, she's like, I need to go visit my mother in Georgia. I'll talk to you in a few days. And then he just shows up where they are. And she's like, and he's, you know, it's like, when are you going to sign the contract? It's it's just, yeah. it's unbearably creepy. Yeah, and the fact that this makes 50-year-old women moist is just the worst possible outcome from this thing. Like, I... I, I, I <laughs> outcome. I just, I, I just, I don't understand. I, I, I do not understand any of this. Um, okay, so I, I kind of talked about this last week after the show, but didn't mention it on the show. The, the movie Tomorrowland mm-hmm. is a movie that everyone should see, even though it's not good. Cause it's one of those weird examples of what the hell happened to this movie? Like, how did this, how did this high concept thing get so fucked up? Mm-hmm. Like, why is it two first acts, then a second act and then credits? What, how did that even happen? Set up for sequels, I guess, but it's just, all the pieces are in place and it is spectacularly misguided. And I it all the all the talent involved in it, it's 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 just it's unbelievable that it doesn't work the way it should. Yeah. So it's worth a watch. You should watch it and go, well, yeah, that it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, in fifteen years they should remake this because they didn't get it. They messed it up, but there's something there. Um and then uh oh, one thing that I liked surprisingly is a movie called unfinished business which is a vince vaughn movie uh, <laughs> yeah don't know the guy vaughn gets is the... alive uh-huh vince vaughn is alive yeah he's he's living he's making movies the one where that guy gets a dart in the tit <laughs> yeah dave franco yeah i've seen that commercial the commercials are terrible this yeah. movie is so much better than the than the commercials make it look um his previous movie with this guy who directed it was Delivery Man, which also looked terrible but turned out mm-hmm. to be okay. This is the same kind of thing, whereas the commercials aren't selling it properly. Yeah. It's got a lot more going for it. Um, it. It gets so raunchy at times that you just can't help but to laugh at it. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I can't... This is a mainstream movie doing this. I can't believe... Uh, okay, fine. You got me. It's it's That's the dumbest raunchy joke. Um, 
and and, and Dave Franco. I, I can't believe how many times I've said this, but Dave Franco makes this movie like somehow he's just on fire in this thing. Mm-hmm. And he just seems like the kind of guy who should not be anywhere near acting like he just got he was just hanging out on set, jumping around like a like a gibbon on, on hanging out sugar with his brother. High, you know, and just like get that guy out of here. He's annoying the piss out of everyone. And then all of a sudden he's in major motion pictures. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that that movie's worth a watch. Surprisingly. Cool. All right. I saw a movie worth a watch. Yeah. The Martian. I need to see The Martian. Yeah, I liked it. It's it's best one- comedy. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> it's uh, they don't even talk to me about the Golden Globe. They, their whole system is so flawed. Oh. Well, it's just dumb. It's like the whole I I appreciate trying to make a comedy/musical slash category. Mm-hmm. I just think that Hollywood has figured that out and just shoehorned shit in because like, oh, somebody said a joke, that's a comedy, right? <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, The Martian is it's weird to call it refreshing, but it's nice to have a movie where everyone in it is willing to work together and like they keep a goal in mind mm-hmm. and don't get into like petty bullshit like, well, he's dating my sister, so I'm not going to work with him. Right. You know, there's nothing of that sort. It's all like just super smart people solving a problem. So it's like Apollo 13 in that regard. It is very much like Apollo 13, but it's it's like it's Apollo 13 meets Castaway. Yeah, it's pretty much those two things. And two Tom Hanks movies. Yeah. With Matt Damon. It's it's also one of those movies where I watched it once and I feel like watching it a second time, I will get absolutely nothing new out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it's a single serving movie. It's like you've got it's you're really entertained. It was a great two hours and 15 minutes. And you don't need to worry about it ever again. Cool. So, but I mean, it's really, it's really solid. It's like, wait, this is the guy that made Prometheus. What the fuck? Yeah. How, how did he? What happened back there? Like, well, because you figured th- it, this is the guy that made Blade Runner. This I is the know guy he's done it, stuff. That before. was like thirty years ago. Though. <laughs> that, like that's, you know, it. It's way more competent and way better at storytelling than Prometheus was for sure. So yeah, it, it feels like a step back in the right direction. <laughs> There was nothing. All right, direction wise, there was nothing wrong with Prometheus. That was all writing, and you, all your problems with Prometheus are all in the writer's room, not in the directing chair. Yeah, the story yeah. of Prometheus was the the troublesome, the problematic part. Yeah. We need yeah. to there talk was nothing about wrong with Ridley Scott. I mean, yeah, he made that unfortunate, you know, Moses movie, but you know, oh, that's right, yeah. I forgot about that one. Oh, I need that's on my DVR. I yeah. Watch that. yeah, I watched Martian too. I, I really liked it. I, There's a Martian too. Yes. Also, <laughs> I own the Blu-ray, the 3D now, because it's an actual 3D movie. So, mm-hmm. but um, last movie I have to talk about, I've watched um, what I've been known for is probably my least favorite genre. I watched a biopic, but I watched straight out of Compton. Ah, ah. why is that okay. your least favorite genre? Okay, well, bio- oh, talk about yeah, okay. biopics these days tend to be, let's capture the essence, like, we're going to spend all of our time capturing the essence and looks of, of people that were famous, mm-hmm. instead of focusing on, like, making a movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if, like, someone does a great impression of so-and-so, you know, that's what SNL is for, you know? <laughs> I, I, you know, the thing is, is like, give me a movie that... I, I, it has a clear need to go from the beginning to end, not just a slice of life. Like my worst examples are things like Ali, where it's just like, yeah, here's two weeks in his life. You know, there were 60 plus other years that we could have shown you, but yeah, here's, you know, here's a, some time and it'll, it'll just kind of end. Right. But like this, I felt like had a really good arc to it. I I felt like 
they showed you the points that they needed to show you, you know, for the career of NWA. And like acting wise, it's like everyone's really good, but like I don't felt I felt like they didn't like we have to, you know, it, it, it felt like capturing the essence of the people was sort of secondary to making a pretty good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's like, you know, it's not the most amazing thing I've ever seen, but it's really solid. And if you like the subject matter, it's going to be extra interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Does it, my problem with biopics mm-hmm. is a little different from yours. A lot of times to me, it just feels like a cliff notes version of this thing. Like, all right, we got to get, we got to hit this, 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 and this. Sure. And, and they all have to be in there and we don't necessarily need to make it flow. People know the different, know what's there. Does there, it do that? There's some of that. I mean, there's some jumps in time, but it, it, it's kind of, it is kind of like hitting the greatest hits, both of, of the career span and the, the music catalog, you know, mm-hmm. like getting it to do this. But I mean, it deals with it all in, in fairly interesting ways because there's a lot of ins and outs and, um, you know, ways people were getting screwed and, you know, things like that and, and fighting amongst the band. So it, it it's, I think I also enjoyed it because it makes it, it makes it an ensemble piece and it's not just like we are focusing on this guy. There will be other interesting characters around them, but it's, you know, this is about this one person and, you mm-hmm. know, and ends up kind of usually being like a vanity project for that whatever actor they got yeah. cast. Yeah. And I feel like this was like spread equal time amongst all of the, you know, the primary members okay. and, and, oh, Paul, and so, Paul Giamatti's character. So MC Ren's in it? Yeah. Oh well, he's definitely in I, it. I, I would mean, not have known from all the promotional stuff. Well, yeah, they're. I mean, all of the members you can think of are probably there. I'm just okay. saying, like it. Both, yes, it focuses on the main, the the primary three, the mm-hmm. the most famous three. Yes. Okay. But, but I don't know. I, I quite enjoyed it, and there's there is there is one line of dialogue that I will not spoil for the for it uh, uh, happening in the movie that actually made me guffaw out loud. Like it was a reference that I was like, that is awesome. Like mm-hmm. that, it, just a great reference thrown in the middle of this movie. Hmm. Okay. So. Well, cool. I mean, if you don't know what it is, sometime down the line, you can reach out and I'll tell you. But. Aw. I'm gonna... saying, like, I mean, yeah, if you know it, you know it. If you don't, like, yeah, it wouldn't be that great if I pointed out what it, what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's next? Correspondence or anybody, yeah, any other some... movies? Okay. Unless you got other movies. Hmm. No. No. Okay. Yeah, we got some voicemails. We got some emails. You want an email first? Okay. Well, Harlow cues up the voicemails. All right, I got them. Uh, ready, all right, ready when you are. Uh, all right. Uh, first one up is from Isaac. I believe is a new listener hmm. whose uh, email has titled "Things That Should Not Be What They Are." It says, "Hey, Banffcast, I love your podcast. I listen to it all the time on patrol. I haven't listened to all your older ones, but I think I found a few bad movies that you guys haven't watched for the podcast and fall into one of two weird categories: animated movies that should have been live action and live action movies that should have been animated." <laughs> In your last episode, second half, you briefly mentioned Beowulf, which I actually enjoyed, but I totally understand why others hate it. I'd love to hear you guys talk about it, but there are two other animated movies that should have been done live action that are similarly bad, if a bit more enjoyable. Did you know there is a fourth Starship Troopers movie? Well, there is, and it is bizarrely different from the first three. It's almost like watching all the cutscenes from StarCraft II, but without the Southern accents and drama. And there's Adam Sandler's animated shitfest, Eight Crazy Nights, which is very Sandler and very Happy Madison. On the opposite side of this coin of confused identity, there are three live action movies that desperately needed to be hand drawn or 3D modeled. Cool Cat Saves the Kids is the worst thing in the history of anything ever, quote unquote, said a random YouTube critic at some point. It is hilariously poorly made and fails to teach the safety lessons it claims to be teaching. There is also a really bizarre family dynamic between the titular character and the author of the original children's books that I think you'll need to see for yourselves. 
So Cool Cat Saves the Kids is the name of that one. Never, never heard, heard of it. That. Uh, another kids movie that is disturbing and poorly put together and should never have been made live action is The Oogie Loves and The Big Balloon Adventure. Oh, we almost watched that. We, we, <laughs> it's come up. I probably shouldn't even be recommending this to you as it's meant for the zero to one year old demographic, <laughs> but there are so many bizarre and unnerving cameos in this one. It almost seems like they were trying to make a movie for people who grew up in the late 80s. Lastly, there's The Last Airbender. I don't really think I need to explain that one. Keep up the great work with the podcast and happy new year. Isaac sent from my gas powered stick. <laughs> huh, man, he's got a gas powered stick. Wow, that's pretty yeah. good. What if you have to crank it or I did not ask. My okay. sticks are solar powered. Oh, great. ain't you fancy? Well, yeah. check you out. No, they're the, that's the original stick. It's all actually old. Oh, it's, well, yeah, I guess in the world true, of sticks. Yeah. It's backwards. Yeah, that is yeah. ancient stick. Yeah. Um, Electric stick. <laughs> Steam stick. Yeah, like some I haven't heard of some of those. Oogie Loves is... That's yeah. come up. I mean, that we've sounds, been close. That sounds rough. It is a rough... It, like, everyone who has experienced it is like, I needed to be more high. Yeah. Because yeah. sober is not the way to go about this. Right. <laughs> so anyway. Mm-hmm. Got voicemail for us? Oh, we do. Yes. Yeah. Let's just alternate them. Cool. Make it better. Hey, Bamcasters. This is Pally calling back. Apparently, my last voicemail didn't come through or some bullshit. I don't know. Anyway, uh, this is kind of a recommendation since you guys were going on about animation part two again uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, I figured I'd go ahead and throw this out to you guys, not really as a Bamcast recommendation, but just as a you-should-fucking-watch-it recommendation. Uh, there's an anime series called One Punch Man, and it is essentially a Banff cast movie put into an anime. It, it involves a dude that is uh, super-powered, uh, has the ability to kill everything that he hits in one punch, which is uh, exactly as awesome as it sounds. Like, literally, the first episode involves him, involves a flashback with the main character, who is fighting a giant, uh, weird lobster creature thing. Uh, he fucking murders the shit out of it by jumping over it, wrapping his necktie around one of its eyes, and pulling its entire fucking skeletal structure out of its eye socket. It's kind of fucking ridiculous. Every single person that he punches explodes into fountains of blood and just raining entrails. It's fucking great. Just just go watch it. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's all I really had. Uh, you guys have a great new year and try not to do uh, too many 1991 movies. I think you guys would uh, probably go and kill yourselves or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Pally out. Sent from my Keurig machine. Who's, how do I work this fucking thing? Uh, oh, the coffee thing goes in there. Oh, okay. Oh, and uh, since I'm not on my uh, computer right now, I have to do a, uh, video, a video game clip by mouth, so bury me with my money. That's a Sunset Riders reference for all you kids out there. <laughs> all right. Um, Thanks, yeah. Pally. Good times. I've almost watched One Punch Man a few times because I saw some interesting things about it on the internet. Um Go on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mainly that it was basically like BMF cast material, like yeah. BMF cast style material. I, I guess I need to actually watch it now because it, it, everybody who's been trying to sell it has sold it fairly well. It looks like it sounds mm -hmm. like it's going to be kind of fun and stupid. I've heard a lot of people talking about it. Consider it considered. <laughs> right. Right. We will think about it. 
All right. Uh, next one we got up is from John Oddy. He says, Bamfcast, doing 1991 now. Fresh, guys. Real fresh. <laughs> this was sent. <laughs> we were saying we were doing our theme year 91. Oh, right. We lied. Before we changed our minds. Sorry. But no, we straight up lied. He said, I'm just going to drop my suggestion of 52 pickup and see what rolls. Roy Scheider plays as a rich industrialist who gets blackmailed by a very skeevy John Glover, a porn kingpin. A more Leonard dialogue, nudity, explosions, nudity, and an all-star and porn star cast grace this John Frankenheimer B-noir classic. Also, nudity. <laughs> but it was made in 1986, so see it whenever, I guess. <laughs> wait, wait. Uh, Frankenheimer movies? Yeah. Yep. He yeah. wasn't always on. Okay. Yep. yep. And he sends the trailer and notes, from Canon Films... All right. Mm-hmm. John Oddity out. Sent from my big pile of fucks. Why so big? That's right. None given. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to see this movie like ne- next week. <laughs> I'm saying like a Frankenheimer Cannon movie. Come on. It's on Blu-ray. All right. Yep. It's easily attainable. Okay. Oh, Edward Leonard also. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Yes. Also stars Anne Margaret. Okay. Remember her? I, I, yes. Anne Margaret. Anne Margaret. I, I do. And Anne Margaret. <laughs> Let's do another voicemail, shall we? Okay. Yo, Bamcast, this is Eli G from Virginia again. And I love Dex Machina, but I can't wait until the sequel comes out. It's going to be called Attack of the Killer Sex Box. Eli out. <laughs> All right. Attack of the Killer Sex Bots? Is was, that what he said? Was that caffeinated Mitch Hedberg? <laughs> there was know. an obvious joke to make there, and he just went 90 degrees with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, hey, maybe we'll cut that one too. I don't sex know. Machina? Yeah. Deus. Ex machina. Deus yep. Sex Machina. Deuce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Deuce Sex no, Machina. No, it would be Sex Machina Deuce. Yeah, it's Sex Machina Deuce. Yeah. yeah, we just named it for you guys. So, speaking of Deuce, we got an email from Justin. <laughs> Titled Fiber One. <laughs> Man, this is the best oh, setting. Right. right, okay. <laughs> Justin says, I work in train service and with one other person. We are basically in a big metal box with a toilet carnies probably wouldn't even use. We haul around dead dinosaurs, slang for coal. Three Fiber One bars later, I can't wait for the magic to happen. My guess is that it's going to smell worse than raw sewage. Justin from Alliance, Nebraska, sent from my iPhone. Oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and he sent a picture of the rappers on his desk. Right, just, just, just for the record here, what is the episode? Because this is after the credits. Not everyone is aware that sometimes we two put, episodes ago. Yeah. Sometimes we yeah. put wacky things after I think the it was credits. Like, it was three oh four. I believe. Let's okay. let's recap this. That, that there was there was some poop. We talk. had a poop <laughs> conversation <laughs> about how these knuckleheads eat five or one bars. It was a so they can cast. take a poop. Well, yeah. We were it's talking about ass holidays. Yeah, yeah, our doctors had recommended we take holidays. Yeah, yeah, that's what you yeah. said. That's yeah. what sparked the whole thing. The doctors told us to take an ass holiday, so we were eating five or one bars. Okay, I'm just. But yeah, it's a bonus conversation. Listen to the whole episode next time. Mm-hmm. Come on, look at the timestamp. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> next voicemail. Anyway, well, no, I have a question. I want to know why, if you are, if you're in a situation where you only have access to the worst fucking bathroom, mm-hmm. and you share it with someone. Why Why do that? It some, sounds like he's trolling with Fiber yeah, One. Some people are, you, are dedicated to trolling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you just trying to make your life miserable for the person that you have to share a train with for however many hours between dogfuck Nebraska and wherever the fuck you're going? Hey, people see videos of people rubbing Icy Hot on their balls on YouTube and they're like, ah, that doesn't hurt. Those guys are lying. I'm going to do it. 
So I'm sure that's what was. They were like, you fiber put, one doesn't make you poop. That's yeah. bullshit. You've put icy hot on your balls, haven't you, Chuck? No, because I saw enough YouTube videos of idiots His doing it. Go, done it that though. probably hurts. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've paid people to have it done to me, but yeah. <laughs> I, I will note <laughs> that's icy hot. I will note this email came through about a week ago, and we have not heard from Justin since. Oh, so. he shit himself to death <laughs> yes, on a train. He did. There's now a missile Justin. the size of a Chrysler, <laughs> the size of the Chrysler building. Yeah, I just. We do not recommend three bars Crawling at once. from Nebraska to... There's a train filled with coal and feces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fuel on that train. Yep. Just light it up. <laughs> wow, that sounds shittier than the actual band train. Nothing is shittier. Nothing no, is that's shittier true. You're that. right. You're right. You're right. That's some big drops of Jupiter, though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Drops of Poopiter. <laughs> All right. Uh, one last voicemail. All right. Hi there. Uh... This is Eric from Baltimore calling in with uh, a recommendation. Uh, Street Trash from 1987. Not a particularly good movie, and a bunch of uh, random, like, semi-interconnected, like, plots. But the general gist is, unscrupulous uh, liquor store owner finds a case of hooch in the basement, and he tries to sell it to a bunch of hobos, and it causes them to melt. Well, I think it's a pretty good movie. Like in terms of what this podcast is for, so I'm recommending it. Thank you, and have a good day. Is isn't this one of those like notorious movies? It is. Chuck has I've watched heard about. It, I I've heard about this. I, I watched, you watched this it for movie. You, you watched it for your series. Did right? you yeah. watch it for Thirty One and Thirty One? Available yeah. at YouTube.com/slash/watercooler. Yes. Man, the scene of that hobo melting is great. Yeah. It's it's a great movie for about forty five minutes. It's right up our alley. Okay. And then it gets super rapey. Oh. Like. Mm like doesn't stop rapey and it's like okay and and rapey in a way where the movie's kind of joking about it and it's like super extra uncomfortable so huh. i turned on that movie hard and there's no way we would watch it that's so, all right well yeah. but it's really a shame because up until that point it was like this is really dumb in the best way yeah it's just they well, have alcohol that makes them melt. <laughs> yeah, you played that one scene, and I was like, oh, man, I got to see this. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, you don't want to see the second half of this. No, no, no. no. All right. It's a shame. It First is. half is a great short film. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Last email we got here is from Olina from Iceland. Oh, hey. Welcome back. Yep. Uh, she's named her email. Financial defenestration. <laughs> Dear Spamcast, greetings from Iceland. Thank you for the positive laughter. I'm delighted you didn't internet hate me. <laughs> I have a complicated question to ask your advice on, being wise movie aficionados. Netflix and other streaming services are illegal in my country due to licensing. Most Icelanders get around it by purchasing an IP address from the US or UK. While North Americans pay little for access, we pay around $50 US a month before internet bills. I refuse to discuss the nightmare that is iTunes. For this reason, many in my country pirate media of all kinds. I choose to pay for content primarily because I have many friends and family who are artists and have been financially defenestrated by pirating. Mm. Netflix will soon be legal in Iceland. However, other services such as Hulu and Amazon Prime are not. With the price of Netflix coming down and reasons to keep my US IP address, what service other than Netflix would you consider worth using? Sorry for the long email, but it's difficult to find persons with your movie knowledge who won't tell me to simply pirate what I want. Crash and Burn, Olina, sent from my frozen reindeer carcass. P.S. Douchebag is pronounced... <laughs> I was eagerly anticipating you trying to pronounce that. Julusoker uh-huh. and used often. Huh. Although a Julusoka is far worse. Roughly translated, it means douche cake and is reserved for those who feel they are rightful and sublime in their douchebaggery. Sort of like smarmy. PPS, of course, I sound like Bjork. We all do. Aww. Yep. Good old Bjork. So it's also quiet over there? Yeah. Shh. 
So douche cake is kind of like douche canoe here. Oh, nice. okay. Or any okay. other douche, douche yacht or mm-hmm. douche in liner. Oh, I, I loved his work. <laughs> it was douche it was shame, shame yeah. he left so early. Mm. Yeah, all that. But uh, <laughs> so um, streaming services. It depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hulu, Hulu is, is not a source for movies, but it's a great source for television. It's it does there. have movies. It they does are have getting there. They movies. they're not really going for that yet right. although they seem to be making a bigger play in that do area they still have all the criterion stuff i think so that's yeah. true they do have the criterion yeah. section that's that's valuable but yeah. amazon is basically it, it, amazon is pretty much like the same movies on netflix yeah but why would you pay, pay for prime for anything maybe other they have prime shipping? i mean that's like over the- yeah, i don't think so i mean i don't know maybe they do well a prime subscription is about the same or less as what we pay for a netflix subscription yeah, so it's even if you're not getting yeah if you're not getting the shipping stuff you're still paying for a streaming sure. service that's about five dollars and you can month. do their music stuff i guess if you yeah. have that yeah. ip address yeah. yeah it might satisfy your need i mean because you you basically get to borrow the music from their for service you're like you can download it and use it offline right so that might take care of your yeah. inability to you know because yeah. you said don't get you started on iTunes so maybe this is another way to get music so that might be worth it yeah you also get a bunch of neat Kindle stuff with Amazon Prime too yeah so yeah. that might be a solution um, um, I, mean, I hate to things- say steal it but like if they're not making things readily available for you then it just all really depends on who you want and and we with Amazon if you're able to access it you can rent anything. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, you could pay for absolutely anything. I mean, there's a bunch yeah. of stuff on Prime streaming, but if you just want to rent like a new release, mm-hmm. yeah. Although yeah, I, I don't know exactly right how that would work. You yeah, and we're certainly not experts on what gets licensed where. Yeah, because you know it's it does it's, suck. It's um, crazy, and I hate that it changes almost every month. I mean, I like that it changes, but I hate that it changes because it feels like some stuff is there and gone. Mm-hmm. Like, bam, done. Like, oh well, never mind. I guess I'm not watching that anymore. Yeah, we're, we're uh, I think Chuck and I are trying to keep up with, like, there's that one service we signed up, or what do we, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, that... Um, Exploitation TV? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's things like that. Like, I, I wish there were more services trying to get into the to the niche market of, like, you know, the forgotten movies. Well, so the that problem is, isn't Shudder doing a lot of horror as well? Shudder is pretty damn good for for horror stuff. They've... They've got a lot of stuff that does appear elsewhere, but it's a it's a bigger selection than mm-hmm. most places have. But um, the the problem with the smaller stuff like exploitation TV, and then there's another like Full Moon has their own streaming service. Everyone is so protective of their own thing that you're never going to get like the one stop shopping B movie right. streaming service. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but like yeah. you would think Troma at some point would have their stuff somewhere, and I don't think it is. Yeah. Um, but everyone is just so protective of their library. Well, I think Troma is like thrown where either Netflix or Amazon at times have had some of their stuff or Hulu. I, I can't remember. Like, they're, I know that like that the, sometimes the licenses change hands right. and that's unfortunate. You know? I think their latest deal was with YouTube. I think okay. you can rent their movies on YouTube. Yeah, so, so which I mean, I who the hell would ever rent something off YouTube? But hey, YouTube does have a yeah. giant selection of stuff. So if you can like access a lot of the YouTube, Shaw Brothers movies. Yeah. Were rentable. And, yeah. And there's a there's a there's a Paramount uh service on youtube that's free uh that they just start started with a bunch of their catalog titles like you can watch the, the american ninja movies there and stuff like that because there's weird like who has the home video rights compared to who has the streaming rights and everything so there's a big catalog of, of paramount stuff that's streaming for free on youtube so yeah. if you can access that i mean because you can probably pull an app or something i mean i would try um, I mean, we used to try to use like, can I stream it? Um, but now there's that fan TV. Yeah, fan TV I found is better. Yeah, fan TV is a, it's an iPhone app, and um, just like I would say, 
pick some movies that you're kind of looking for, you know, try some different things on the spectrum of what you're looking for and see where they're available and obviously go there. Along those lines, I found one this week called Just Watch. That's mm-hmm. also a website, but also an app. It seems to do the job. Okay. Like it seems to know yeah. who has what. So th- these are things that, you know, options out there. <clears throat> kind of <throat> just do some test runs, see what, what's out there. Yeah. yeah. And well, you know, and honestly, you've still got your American Netflix account. Yeah. You know, if, if you're going to be keeping the IP address, it, it and, would cause, be worse. My understanding of that email was the IP address is what costs most of the money. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, you can always just keep that and continue to use the that's weird. I US mean, version of Netflix. I mean, it makes me wonder, like, what exactly they're doing. Like, if I mean, if they're, I don't know if they're talking about a VPN service yeah. or yeah, that's totally what they're doing. But I mean, they're saying IP address, which makes me think like that maybe they have some sort of way you can buy a static American IP address, which is even more strange because like if that's legal, you I know, know. Uh, you yeah, know, whatever. It's probably not necessarily, <laughs> but it's the only option for right. a lot mm-hmm. of people. Um, but it'll be interesting to see, like, if you do get your own Netflix service. It'll be interesting to see what your titles are compared to what the American Netflix gets. Because, like, even the Canadian Netflix is vastly different than what we get. Because I follow, like, a number of Canadians on Twitter, and they're always talking about, oh, this is on Netflix. And I'm like, oh, is it? And it's like, no, it's not. Um, so, you know, yeah. I, if, you're, if you're doing Netflix, is all Degrassi Jr. Homes. And there's also, <laughs> and honestly, HBO Now. You can't probably, get it on television. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, HBO Now is probably a pretty good one to get as well. Mm hmm. Because that that yeah. HBO that's pretty solid for me has been the best source for finding good more mainstream stuff. Yeah, you know, and of course you got all the TV shows that they have that are for the most part pretty damn good. Yeah, so that that's really that might be one worth looking into. If just sideways, if you're looking, if you are doing a VPN service, look to maybe some other VPN services. There's a lot cheaper ones out there. That's all, if that's all you're doing, they may be raking you over the coals because there's some cheaper i mean yeah. while you're on the one service buy <laughs> buy a u.s service for a different one because mm-hmm. like you sh- i mean if you're doing straight up vpn that shouldn't be like 40 bucks a year that shouldn't be that expensive well we don't know well, what the exchange in the rate u.s is. it is but well yeah. i'm saying the exchange rate is not that bad i mean i did she quote 50 dollars a year or something like that or 50 dollars a month a month yeah but that could be icelandic dollars which could be yeah i don't know seven just bucks here saying it's, iceland's its own island that's so per month knows? i mean i don't you know i don't know what their exchange they just is. trade like shells <laughs> they just put shells in a box and mail no, them. No, that's where we get all of our ice from. Jeez. Oh, Iceland. No, that's yeah. Greenland. Yeah, Greenland. No, that's where we get all of our green. Greenland's, the, green. Greenland's the icy one. No, Iceland's no, the it's green right one. in the name. What? No. Greenland is yeah. green. Iceland is ice. But it's obviously that's where we get all of our ice. It's the land of ice. <laughs> you want me to send you back where I found you? What? In Greenland? No. Alone? Mm. No. <laughs> huh. Unemployed in Greenland. Unemployed, yeah. So on that note, mm-hmm. let's get some contact information, shall we? So uh, check the website, bmfcast.com. On the right-hand side, there are a bunch of buttons that will take you to all of our social things. Uh, you can send us an email directly to bmf at bmfcast.com, or you can call us on the Garfield phone at 910-5JAX-BMF or 910-556-9263. Don't call in with spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, keep it non-spoilery. We keep be- it short and no spoilers yeah. and yeah, we- audible. Like that one caller, just seven-second joke, get out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got the mic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right, well, let's get out of here, shall we? Yep. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out.